Good evening, Utah fans, and welcome into the Ute Game Day pregame show. I am Tyson Ewing. I'm joined alongside Amanda Smith. This is Utah women's basketball on the home of the Utes from Learfield IMG College. Tonight's matchup, we'll see the Utah Utes up against the 15th-ranked Oregon State Beavers. All right, so Amanda, let's get started here tonight as we have a little bit of time before tip-off here in this pregame show. Let's get started on our last game on Sunday. The Utes traveled to Eugene, took on the then 10-ranked 10 Oregon State, uh, the Oregon Ducks. They then, now tonight, bounce back against the 15th-ranked Oregon State Beavers. But that first game, fr uh, quite frankly, Amanda, it was rough from top to bottom. Well, what we saw on Sunday was a team that hadn't played in 275-plus days against an opponent, right? Uh, Coach Roberts even said after that game that she thought her team looked a little rusty and nervous, and that was to be expected. I think that you and I like numbers, right? We like looking at statistical categories and trying to piece together why an outcome was the way it was. And as I was doing that, preparing for this game, sometimes very simply... <laughs> The outcome of this complex game we call basketball can be explained in five words, and that's who scored the most points. I like those five words. Who scored the most points? It was simple. Utah could not hit a shot. No. They were 18 of 63 from the field. That's 29%. Four of 26 from three. That's 15%. So just, just fr uh, frankly terrible shooting the basketball, not just that, but they were also not again. And I talked about this on Sunday, not that it was a big factor in this one, but they were just three of 11 from the free throw line. So they just could, they literally could not hit the broad side of a barn that night. And I think that, like I said, you and I, we like to look at points off of turnovers, rebounds, you know, all these different aspects of the game and say, why is this outcome the way it was? If you don't score, you're not going to win. Pretty simple. Very simple. And it's easy to forget that when we love numbers, right? We love an explanation for everything. But sometimes it's who has the ability to put the ball in the basket, and that was Oregon. So it's, it's quite simple today. In this matchup, you want to see the ball be put in the basket far more often. Obviously. <laughs> I think that Utah would like that as well. Uh, but also, I'm going to be looking out for defensively today. Um, I mentioned that. Coach Roberts said that she felt like they looked a little rusty and a little nervous. Um, I'm going to be looking at who's going after those 50-50 balls. We talked about on Sunday, it looked as if Oregon was kind of going the extra mile with a little more effort. Um, so is Utah crashing the boards, second chance points? Who's getting those 50-50 balls? Uh, I'm looking for a little extra effort from the youth tonight. You know, and uh, – I don't want to, you know, say that there was not a really a ton of effort because you look at these stats, and again, you and I are stats people. You look at these stats, they forced Oregon to turn the ball over 16 times, which Oregon doesn't do that very much. In fact, looking at the numbers um, for Oregon up to that point, only averaging about 12 turnovers per game. But in this one, they uh, the Utes forced 16 turnovers, but as we go back and look at those uh, offensive statistics, they only had six points off those turnovers. So clearly, offense is going to be the main point of emphasis here tonight against the Oregon State Beavers. Um, but, Amanda, it's not going to be simple. Oregon State, again, a very good defensive team. Um, I, I, In fact, I, I was trying to get a hold of somebody today that covered Coach Scott Ruick 
before. Uh, I, I can't remember exactly what college it was, but tried to get in touch with somebody to ask specifically about what it is that makes him such a good coach because he is a phenomenal head coach. He comes into this season, his 11th year, 231 and 106. He has a, uh, a, a .685 winning record. He just signed a contract extension to stay with the Oregon State Beavers through the 2027-2028 season. So clearly Oregon State knows what they have in this guy, and they are extremely fortunate to have such a magnificent defensive coach. But uh, outside of that, the talent on the floor, as you over, uh, go over this roster, a little bit different than it was before, what sticks out in your opinion about this Oregon State roster? Well, that's a great question. What Oregon State – let's let's do what we did on Sunday. What did they lose and what did they gain? What they lost was Michaela Pivik, their top scorer. Uh, what they lost was Destiny Slocum, grad transfer to Arkansas. And what they gained was Sasha Goforth, mm. who was the Pac-12 Freshman of the Week uh, this week. Or who was? Who is the Pac-12 Freshman of the Week, present tense? Um, she's coming off a game that was phenomenal. She played 28 minutes, had 11 points, was 4 of 11 from the field. And then I want to talk about Aaliyah Goodman coming off a 24-point game against Colorado that's too shy of her career high. I think it's similar to how we spoke about Erin Boley. Mm. When I think of Aaliyah Goodman, I think of the three ball, right, which she was a perfect – or excuse me, she was four of eight from three. But she proved that she can get to the basket, and I don't know that necessarily last year she had to be that – offensive facilitator off the dribble because they did have Michaela Pivik and Destiny Slocum mm -hmm. that could do that. Absolutely. And to, and to make a point of emphasis on your uh, what you were talking about with the three-point shooting, she currently is the career three-point leader in Oregon State history. Now, obviously, that has the potential of changing right now. She's 42.5% uh, uh, and leads Oregon State's uh, all-time three-point percentage record. So clearly she can hit the three, but she can do much more than that. Now we'll talk about all this and much more as this game rolls along, but we'll take a quick break. Before we do that, This uh, a quick reminder, this game tonight being sponsored by Wells Fargo. This is our team committed to better banking for you. This is Wells Fargo, proud sponsor of the Utah Utes. We'll take a short break. When we return, we'll sit down with head coach Lynn Roberts, get her thoughts from the last game and how she can improve in this one here tonight. This is the Utah pregame show brought to you uh, again by Wells Fargo. We'll take a short break. This is Utah Basketball from Learfield IMG College. Welcome back. It's the new game day pregame show. We're now joined. We're now pleased to be joined by head coach of your Utah Utes. That is Lynn Roberts. Hey coach, how are you today? I'm great, Tyson. How are you? Doing really, really well. How is everything in Corvallis treating uh, your Utah Utes here tonight uh, as we prepare for the Oregon State Beavers? Yes, it uh, feels like we've been here a long time. We, you know, we played uh, Sunday at, at noon mountain time, and, and then we got on the bus and drove to Corvallis from there. So it, it feels like we're ready to play. We've been here for a while. It's kind of cold and rainy and typical Oregon day. So um, we're excited to play the game and then hop on a plane and get back to, to home in uh, beautiful <laughs> Salt Lake City. That's, that's fantastic. All right, so where we'll start here today, coaches. Uh, a couple things I noticed from your opening game on Sunday is there seemed to be a lot of trust in your freshman, Kennedy McQueen. Now, uh, obviously, being a freshman, having a first experience from, like, I mean, I don't know, you know where I'm from, seeing her previous high school to where she is now, 
that big gap. Obviously, you had some trust in her. Um, what have you seen in Kennedy's game to have that trust to put her on the floor for as many minutes as she got in her first game? Well, I, I, that's you know, it's 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 no shock that she's where she's at in terms of. Um, you know, she's earned that in practice. How do you earn anything? And, you know, how do you earn minutes? You earn them in practice. And from the moment she stepped on campus at the U, she's shown um, just a toughness. And she does, you know, even in the smallest of drills, she does them with a game intensity. And so, uh, and that's a hard thing for players to learn, um, to, to do things, to, to get repetitions at game speed. You know, if you kind of casually shoot from the three-point line, just catching kind of rhythm, shoot it. In the game, things are much more bang bang faster, and if you're if you're not used to taking those reps, you're not going to shoot the same percentage as you do in practice. Um, or you know, you go to the basket on, on a skill layup, a one on a layup, and you just kind of casually lay it up. Well, that's how you're going to kind of casually do it in games. Um, but every rep she's ever done, um, she does it with game intensity and speed, and so that just accelerates her. Uh, her learning curve and her ability to make an impact. And, um, you know, as a coach as well, like that earns trust. If you're going to do that in practice, I know what I can count on for you to do in a game. So um, it's exciting to think about, you know, she she's just a joy to coach. I, I don't know. There's no other word for it. Um, she just does what you ask and looks you in the eye and um, just smart player and just a, just a coach's dream. So she's earned all of our trust. I know her teammates trust her too, and, and I think she's going to have a heck of a career for us. Now, Coach, going back to Sunday's game as well against the Ducks, uh, it felt as though your defensive intensity was there in the sense that you uh, that your team was going after the loose balls. You had quite a few steals in that game as well. The unfortunate thing that you weren't able to do was convert that into points. Um, was that a talking point at all in practice today or yesterday, I should say, uh, to where maybe you could pick that up a little bit moving forward? Yeah. I mean, I, I appreciate you saying that our intensity was there. I didn't think it really was uh, to the level it needs to be at this, you know, to win games in the Pac-12. Um, and, you know, but I, I did tell our team, you know, we deserve a little bit of grace. You know, there's five players that had never played a Utah basketball game before, and that, you know, we didn't get it. We didn't get any exhibition games. We didn't get any scrimmages. We didn't get any preseason games. Those are all the games where players learn the speed of which things need to happen. Um, and it had also been 275 days since we played. And so even for the return, it was, you know, and I, after the game, we talked about, okay, that was kind of like a, a glass of water to the face. Like, it's like, okay, now remember this, remember how we have to play and how you have to compete and the pace and the speed and the intensity. Um, and, you know, there was, there was 13 players nodding, like, yep, we get it. So, uh, you know, I think we'll improve, and, and we've tried to maybe simplify things a little bit. Uh, normally by the time we get to conference on defense, we're, adding some nuances and things because the teams and the coaching are so good. But at this point in the season, we just really don't have that luxury. Um, you get, you got to walk before you can run. And so uh, against Oregon state, who's very talented, extremely well coached um, top 25 team. Uh, we're going to have to just kind of focus more on the, the doing what we know we're capable of doing defensively before we kind of add nuance. So I'm hoping you'll see tonight uh, just a much more confident team out there, not, um, you know, not paralysis by analysis where they're trying to think and compete. That's hard to do. Um, you know, that that comes usually later in the season. Right now we just need to focus on playing at the pace we need to, screening as hard as we can, um, you know, rebounding as hard as we can, all that kind of stuff. 
All right, that is head coach Lynn Roberts. Coach, thank you so very much for your time. I appreciate you giving us a little perspective and insight into today's game. Good luck out there. Thanks, Tyson. I appreciate you. So we'll take a short break, come back with more on the uh, Ute Game Day pregame show. As we continue on next, this is Utah Golf for Health and Wilson on AMG College. Welcome back inside the Ute Game Day pregame show as the Utah Utes get prepared to take on the 15th-ranked Oregon State Beavers. Code Red fans, it's about game time. Grab a Mountain Dew Code Red and get to your seats for tip-off. Mountain Dew Code Red is a proud supporter of Utah Athletics. As we get nearer to tip-off, let's go ahead and meet starters. First four, the home team, the Oregon State Beavers. They are led by their senior point guard, aforementioned by Amanda Smith earlier, Aaliyah Goodman, a senior out of Milwaukee, Oregon. And at the two spot, uh, uh, Sasha Goforth, a freshman from Fayetteville, Arkansas. At the uh, three spot, a junior from Bothell, Washington, Taya Corasdale, a fresh, a senior, excuse me, from uh, pa Paoli, Pennsylvania, being at the four, Ellie Mack, and in the middle, Taylor Jones, a sophomore from Forney, Texas. They are led by head coach Scott Ruick in his 11th season, a magnificent head coach for this Oregon State Beavers basketball team. Let's go ahead and meet starters for your Utah Utes, presented by America First Credit Union. And now, the starting lineup for your Utah Utes. Running the point. Drew Gilton, Jr. from Rapid City, South Dakota. Playing the two. Brenna Maxwell, sophomore from Gate Harbor, Washington. At small forward. Naya Becker, I'm a junior from Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. At the four. Andy Torres, I'm a junior from Terrebonne, Quebec, Canada. In the middle. I'm Lola, I'm sophomore from Almeria, Spain. Those are the starters for your Utah Utes, led by head coach Lynn Roberts in her sixth season with a record of 86 and 72. We'll take a short break and come back next with tip-off uh, as you have Oregon State coming up against the Utah Utes. This is Utah Basketball from Learfield IMG. Hello, Utah fans, and welcome inside tonight's broadcast between the 15th-ranked Oregon State Beavers and your Utah Utes. The Utes are on the road in Corvallis to take on the aforementioned 15th-ranked Oregon State Beavers, a team that comes into tonight's matchup at 3-0. They are 1-0 in Pac-12 play. Utah comes into tonight's matchup 0-1, and they are 0-1 in Pac-12 play as well. Amanda? Talk about some keys for Utah today to try to get the victory on the road in Corvallis. Well, I think very similarly to last game against Oregon, if you remember pregame, Coach Roberts, she told us, regardless of the opponent, what I expect from my team is, number one, maximum effort, two, communication, and three, that next play mentality. And I think that that's going to be the keys to today's game as well. You know, we talked about earlier, Tyson, that the shots weren't falling for Utah. They shot 29% from the field, 15 from three. Let's say that the ball isn't finding the basket again. When the offense isn't flowing, what you want is to at least contain your opponent defensively so that you could potentially go on a run and, and catch up and maybe take the lead. Uh, so defensive stops, those hustle plays, those 50-50 balls, that's what I'm hoping to see tonight from the Utes. This first half brought to you in part by Budweiser. Hey, youth basketball fans, remember the game days are best enjoyed with a crisp Bud Light. Bud Light crisp, please drink responsibly. Super excited for today's matchup and really, Amanda, excited to get Utah back on the floor uh, to see how they can bounce back is what we've talked about so often. Just a really, really tough game where they really just could not find 
any rhythm offensively whatsoever. But, you know, in your pregame interview with Lynn Roberts, she talked about they just had to do that. Like, they just had to play that game so that the freshmen on the team could see what the collegiate pace is like. You know, and she said it was kind of like a splash of water in her face. Like, okay, now we know. Let's move forward. All right, so let's specifically talk about as they're uh, doing the starting lineups right now in Corvallis. Let's specifically talk about uh, the brilliance of Aaliyah Goodman. We talked about her briefly in the pregame show, but Aaliyah, as you talked about, scored 24 points, just too shy of her career high against Colorado uh, the other day uh, on Sunday to be exact. She's averaging 16.7 points per game, good for sixth in the conference and second in the conference at 5.3 assists per game. Well, I mean, like I said earlier, I think that last season, I more so thought of her as that three-point shooter, right? Because you had Michaela Pivik, you had Destiny Slocum that could create for themselves off the dribble, and then when stopped, kick out to who? Aaliyah Goodman for a three. It's her now. It's her team. She's what's left of what Oregon State had last season. And so I think over the past three games, we have seen her really take control of the ball. She can attack off the dribble, and she can still pop that three ball. Now, another matchup I'm going to be really excited to see, kind of my key matchup, is going to be the battle in the middle between Lola Pendande and Taylor Jones. In the matchups last year, the game at, so this exact game a year ago, Lola had her worst game of the season where she did not hit a field goal. It was the only game all year where she did not hit a field goal, was limited to just three points, and all three came from the free throw line, or uh, uh, so from the free throw line. But Taylor Jones, her length causes problems. Last season, she led the Pac-12 in block shots. You know, like, it causes problems. That is a problem. If you're blocking shots and you lead the, the, the conference in that. So Lola's just going to have to be really competitive and, and kind of aggressive, right? right. And that's what I think that we were missing from her in that conference opener. And we are ready for tip-off in Corvallis. As we are trying as best we possibly can to bring this live action to you. It's controlled by Oregon State, and we are underway here in this one. Into the front court will be Aaliyah Goodman coming into this one. Five foot nine senior from Milwaukee, Oregon. She goes right side to Taya Corsdale, looking on the inside. Quickly goes to Taylor Jones. She's on. Uh, she's in the paint, going one on one against Lola Pendande. She spins to her left. She comes up short and does get her own offensive rebound. She taps it back outside and throws it right to Nia Becker. So Utah gets the steal. They head in, uh, They head the other way. Nia into the front court with the left-hand dribble, slowing it down on the left side. In the early going here. Looking on the inside to Lola. She wants to go one-on-one -on -one the other way with Taylor Jones. Here's Pendande down low, spins to her right. Very similar to what we just saw a moment ago. This time it's missed by Lola Pendande, and here comes Oregon State the other way. Yelena Mitrovic is actually getting the start here. Check that, that's Sasha Goforth going coast to coast, runs right into Drew Gilton. She gets fouled, gets the layup to fall, and she has an opportunity at a three-point play. Sasha Goforth, the Pac-12 freshman of the week, coming off a really phenomenal game against Colorado. Tyson, she played 28 minutes, had 11 points in those 28 minutes, was four of 11 from the field, one of four from three, but a five-star recruit, McDonald's All-American. You can bet that head coach Scott Ruick loves having her on the floor, especially with Aaliyah Goodman. All right, we are back to action. The free throw does fall here as 
We have actually been broadcasting this game from behind. The live feed decided it wanted to catch back up, and now the score is 13 to four. Somehow it went from three nothing to 13 to four. As I'm still trying to get my, uh, these pieces put together here. So right now it's Oregon State 13, Utah four. We managed to miss three minutes of play. My screen refreshed and all of a sudden it jumped to a uh, quite a different lead for Oregon State. So Oregon State has come out firing. They're shooting 63% here in the first quarter. Well, As, thanks for that update, Tyson. Yeah, My screen was still reading 3-0, so. <laughs> wow, surprise, surprise. So it's 13 to four. Right now, Brenna Maxwell is a perfect two of two from the floor. As Lola Pendande scores, making it 13, uh, 13 to six. In fact, no, that was actually Brenna Maxwell uh, flying on the inside and lobbing it up and in. So it's 15 to six now as Oregon State quickly scores the other way. As there was a lob inside to Taylor Jones and she spins and scores. Five and a half to play. It's Oregon State 15, Utah six. Quickly ahead, a push to Kemri Martin who's checked into the game and she will be fouled. So I believe we are right now. And again, this is, this, this is kind of the way that we are working with these games now. When unfortunate, uh, unfortunately, we have to call these games remotely, and this is the problems that we'll run into. Hey, we're good, okay? It's, we're, I'm grateful that we're able to do this. Uh, but something that I noticed while Kemri Martin's at the free throw line here is very early on, Peyton McFarland has checked into the game for Utah. Yeah, something to look out for. Peyton McFarland in there. Lola Pendande is out. Lola Pendande does only have one foul, though, so we'll see how that goes throughout the night. Both free throws good by Kemri Martin, making the score 15 to eight. Kemri gets her first two points of the season. Sasha Goforth will drive. She'll miss it. Great box out by Peyton McFarland. And here comes Utah the other way. Drew Gilton on the right side. Kicks it left wing to Brenna Maxwell, who's two of two so far tonight. Lobbing into Peyton McFarland, and she's met by Taylor Jones, who blocks it out of bounds. It's actually touched by a Utah player, so it's gonna be off Utah, back to Oregon State. 15 to eight, the lead for the Beavers, as they have regained possession. It was a great look from Brenna Maxwell to kind of, what's that What's that saying? Slice the needle? Yeah. Slice the needle. We'll, we'll, we'll use it. <laughs> right through the center of the lane, but that length of Taylor Jones that you talked about disrupted that pass. A steal by Andy Torres. She drives the lane. She misses the layup, but right there to tap it back up and in is the sophomore Brenna Maxwell. She's off to a great start. Three or three in this one has six points to lead Utah. And those are those hustle plays that I was talking about that we didn't necessarily see as much of last game that I'm sure the Utes would have liked to. Here's a three-pointer uh, three in the corner taken by Ellie Mack, the, uh, the transfer from Bucknell. She can't stick it, rebound Utah. 15 to 10, the Utes 4.15 remaining in the first quarter. Utes trailing here. Gilton gets in the paint. She hands off to Peyton McFarland. She loses the ball, but recovers. Then goes back left wing to Drew Gilton to reset the offense. 10 on the shot clock for Drew. She drives the lane, stops in the right wing. Kind of forces it up, misses, gets her own rebound, drives the lane and is fouled. So not a good shot initially taken by Drew Gilton, but she does find a way to get the ball back and then gets fouled. She missed Peyton McFarlane on the pick and roll play first, decided to take it herself, and then once again back to that hustle play. We've seen them now back to back for Utah 
you can know that Coach Roberts is happy with that. Timeout on the floor. We'll take it with them. 15 to 10, the lead for Utah. 3.58 to play first quarter. This is Utah Basketball from Learfield IMG College. Welcome back in to Utah at Oregon State. This first half being brought to you in part by CR England, one initiative to fight childhood hunger. We'll feed one child here in Utah for every single point the Utes score this season. So far today, the Utes have scored 10 points, which means CR England will feed 10 children. Thank you to CR England. Going over what we missed, Amanda, as we kind of uh, take a quick look into what happened there is we had some frozen screens. We were unable to see what was going on. Technical difficulties. Technical difficulties is the right <laughs> word to use. As I'm trying to pull this up, and it's not working for me either. So. No, you know what I noticed, though, right off the bat, looking at the stat line, when we talked about shooting last game against Oregon, that 29% from the field, 15 from three, Britta Maxwell, how we talked about the, the team not going to have shooting nights like that, right? Britta Maxwell scored six total points that game. One of the best shooters, not just in the conference, in the country. She's already up to six points uh, here late in the first quarter against Oregon State. And all, and all three field goal attempts have come inside the three-point line. Right. So that's where I'm interested to see where those points came from because we don't have the opportunity of seeing that. But Drew Gilton knocks down two free throws to cut the lead to three. Oregon State leading 15 to 12. 358 to play in the opening quarter as Aaliyah Goodman walks into the front court for the Beavers. She swings it right wing to Ellie Mack. The Bucknell transfer, she was the... Uh, last year's Patriot League Player of the Year. Lobbing down low to recently checked in Yelena Mitrovic, and she fades from the bucket and hits. Yelena, uh, Yelena Mitrovic stands at six foot nine, much taller than any Utah player. She made that one look too easy. Peyton McFarland was doing the right defensive play, fronting her, but the length of Mitrovic, 6'9", she was able to extend her arms and fade back for a little jumper. Kennedy McQueen is in the game and quickly takes a left angle triple and it circles home. Kennedy McQueen with the green light against Oregon continues here as she takes her first shot right when she touches the ball and it's good for three. And Coach Roberts said that she practices at the pace of which she plays. So she knows that when Kennedy McQueen is in the game exactly what she's going to get. Ellie Mack answers with a triple of her uh, with her uh, a triple of her own to make it 20 to 15. Good offense so far here by Utah, much better than what we saw in the first 10 minutes against Oregon. Kennedy McQueen running point for Utah. She drives left side, goes under the basket, kicks it up top to Kemri Martin. She spots for a right angle triple. That one falls long. Great hustle by Peyton McFarland as she grabs the rebound and is bumped and fouled by Sasha Goforth. Once again, those hustle plays, you know. That is what we talked about pregame. We wanted to see from Utah tonight against Oregon State because you don't know that the offense is always going to be there, right? But what can you control and you want to limit the lead if there is one for Oregon State? Right now, Utah just down three against the number 15 team in the country. Peyton McFarland checks out. Here's a drive by Kemri Martin, gets the floater to go as she drives on Aaliyah Goodman and sticks it for two. 2.25 to play in the opening quarter. Utah shooting magnificently from the floor, and they trail the 15th ranked team by just three, 20 to 17, shooting 43% here in the opening quarter. Ellie Mack on the right wing, looking on the inside to, to we just talked about her Mitrovic, but she turns it over. Great defense by Utah, great health defense as uh, that was Kemri Martin came down to take it away. Here's a three-point pull taken by Lola Pendande. She missed it. Amanda, that was Lola's first three-point attempt of her career. 
They left her wide open there on the three-point line. She said, all right. And it wasn't off. Not by far. No, it wasn't. She didn't miss it. So Oregon State with the rebound. Utah on defense. Sousa Poots takes it away. Utah the other way. Three on two fast break. Brenna Maxwell uh, loses it, but it's recovered by Martine. She kicks it up top to Kennedy McQueen, who rattles home another triple. And Kennedy McQueen with back-to-back -back threes. And the game is tied at 20 with 1.20 to play in the opening quarter. Another steal by Zuza, but she was on the line. And it will go back to Oregon State. My goodness, Amanda, we are seeing a completely different Utah team here tonight. And that is defense creating offense right now. Zuza Poots back-to-back -back amazing defensive plays using that length at 6'2", her long arms getting in the passing lane of the Beavers. Utah already with four steals so far and they have forced six Oregon State turnovers, a team that averages this 12 so far through their first four games. Listen, this is a phenomenal team, right? Okay, they're 15th in the country, and it's a tie ball game. We're tied at 20, Oregon State has possession. Recently checked in, Taya Corazdale lobs inside to Taylor Jones. She fades from the bucket over Pendande. She misses, rebound Lola. She'll push ahead to Kennedy McQueen. McQueen on the right side goes to Lola. She picks up her dribble on the left elbow, spots, takes the shot, missed it. It's loose and it's controlled by Sasha Goforth. Didn't really like that shot taken by Pendande. Goforth will drive the basket, get bumped by Lola and score. And Lola picks up her second foul. And for the second time tonight, Sasha Goforth hits the and one opportunity. She didn't shy away from the contact that Lola Pendande was giving her. That's why she's a five-star recruit, McDonald's All-American. She was ranked 14th overall coming into this season, Tyson. Like we mentioned, she was the Pac or she is the Pac-12 freshman of the week for a reason. You know that she can create for herself off the dribble. She was the Arkansas Gatorade Player of the Year, McDonald's All-American, and you said it, five-star recruit and number seventh ranked player in the country a year ago. She hits the free throw. She now leads Oregon State with eight on three of five shooting. It's now 23 to 20, Oregon State on top. Here comes Kennedy McQueen in the front court, goes up top to Poots. Poots goes right side to Kemry. Martin takes a couple of dribbles as Oregon State stays in a 2-3 defense. On the right side, here's Kemry. Lobbing inside to Zuza Poots, who's just checked back in. Zuza quickly turns it over as it's taken away by Sasha Goforth, and they're gonna call a reach-in foul on the breakaway by Peyton, uh, by Kennedy McQueen, excuse me. And that does put Oregon State in the bonus, so Sasha Goforth will go back to the free throw line. To the free throw line, Sasha Goforth, 61% coming into this one, going 11 of her first 18 of her young collegiate career, sticks the first of two free throws. A lot to talk about with Sasha Goforth, averaging 15.3 points per game, already good for ninth in the Pac-12 Conference. She now has nine points as she splits the free throws. Rebound Kelsey Reese on the second miss, or on the second free throw attempt on the miss. Kelsey's just checked in for the first time for Utah. We're seeing her a lot earlier here tonight. Utah with a lot of substitutions here in this early going. Kemry finds Kelsey down low. She tries to kick it up top. Good movement by Utah. Poots is open in the corner. That one's long on the three-point attempt and into the hands of Sasha Goforth. Shot clock's been turned off as Oregon State heads the other way with a four-point lead. Goforth straight away takes the screen by Taylor Jones. She drives the paint, gets it stripped and taken away. Kemry has a heave at the buzzer on the way and off the mark, but Utah's defense was spectacular, forcing 
uh, I guess I should say, forcing seven turnovers by stealing the basketball five times. And they only trail the 15th ranked Oregon State Beavers by a score of 24 to 20. This first half being brought to you in part by Larry H. Mueller dealerships. Need a car? Visit LHMauto.com. It's as easy as click it, get it, drive it. Larry H. Mueller dealerships driven by you. That's the end of the first quarter. Utah trailing Oregon State 24 to 20. This is Utah basketball from Learfield IMG College. Welcome back as the Utah Utes played a great first quarter, much, much better than what we saw a couple of days ago. Amanda, what stood out in your opinion about what we saw from Utah in, the, uh, in that first 10 minutes? It's defense creating offense. Zuzapoot's absolutely phenomenal defensively right now. And then on the offensive end, the ball is the lion for Utah tonight, something we didn't see on Sunday against Oregon right now. The Utes shooting 39% from the field, 33% from three. Right now, the reason that they are able to stay in this game, Oregon State shooting 60% from the floor, but you just mentioned it. They are flying all over on the defensive end, and uh, they've already forced seven turnovers. Oregon State coming to this one averaging just 12.7 uh, 12 per game. So we're back to live action as Utah has possession. Oregon State in a 2-3 zone defense. We'll see if Utah can break it as Andy Torres goes up top to Kennedy McQueen, who's wide open, takes a straightaway triple, and Kennedy McQueen knocks it down. She's got three three-pointers, nine points to lead Utah. She's got nine points all from the same spot on the floor. It is the exact same spot straight away. You'd think that Oregon State would figure that out, but they haven't yet. Taylor Jones misses on the inside. Utah with the rebound. Naya Becker open in the corner for three. She's short. It's on the deck and ripped away by Sasha Goforth of Oregon State. Here comes Goforth on the left wing. She'll slow it down, kick it up top to Corazdale. She pump fakes the three drives. They're going to call a travel, so it'll be a turnover back to Utah. This defense just phenomenal so far for head coach Lynn Roberts. I asked her about specifically in the pregame interview. Might not have heard me very well, but they did force a lot of turnovers against the Oregon, but didn't score on many of those Oregon opportunities. I mean, this is a Oregon State team that averages 82 points a game, Tyson, right now, being held to just 24, about midway through the second quarter. A three-pointer on the way by Kennedy McQueen from the left side. It's long, but an offensive rebound by Naya Becker. She gets fouled on the attempt and will get free throws. So we're seeing this 2-3 zone defense being broken down a little bit by Utah. Well, basically being broken down by Kennedy McQueen right now. Utah's three of nine from the three-point line. Kennedy's three of four. And I mean, yeah, she missed the three-point ball, but what happened? That hustle play, which is why Nia Becker is at the free-throw line. First free throw is no good for Nia Becker. We talked a lot about Nia in the post-game show the other day. She goes 0 for 2 from the free-throw line, and that's something that Utah struggled with as well. Just 3 of 11 against Oregon from the stripe. So far tonight, 4 of 6. Rebound Oregon State. They lead by one. The drive on the inside by a recently checked in freshman Savannah Samuel. She drives to the paint, gets fouled, and will go to the free throw line. So I feel like they're so far in these first few games, we've said the word freshman a ton. Well, because Utah's got them, Oregon has them, and now Oregon State has them. These teams look very different than the teams that we talked about last season. That's something that, you know, we were talking about on Sunday with Oregon. Free throw on the way and good for Savannah Samuel. As that one falls through. 25-23, one more on the way, and that one is good as well. Utah has possession as they'll hit in the front court. 
running the point for Utah. Drew Gilton was named to the Nancy Lieberman Award watch list for the second consecutive year. Kelsey Reese catches in the paint. Goes right at the defender, Taylor Jones. She missed it, but it's going to be tapped out of bounds off recently checked in Jasmine Simmons of Oregon State that will go back to Utah. So Drew Gilton will inbound on the baseline. Kelsey Reese catches straight away, takes the look from three. That one is long, and the rebound pulled down by Savannah Samuel. Utah just three of ten from the three-point line. All three three-pointers have come from Kennedy McQueen. Down low, here's Taylor Jones, kicks it to the corner. Wide open, Jasmine Simmons. She gets it to fall. It looked as though Drew Gilton tried to help defense in the paint. She dug, it left a wide open shooter in the corner, and it was perfect. 29-23. Naya Becker drives the baseline. Goes under the basket, looks for the cutting Drew Gilton. Gilton to the corner to Andy Torres. She's open for three. That one's in and out, and the rebound pulled down by Taylor Jones. Shooting struggles continue for Utah here in the second quarter. Here's a pass on the inside by Kennedy Brown of Oregon State. It's taken away by Utah. Another forced turnover by the Utes. That is their sixth steal already in this first 12 and a half minutes. Kemri Martins checked in for Utah. She has it on the right wing. She dribbles up top, now moves it left wing to Nia Becker. Becker holds, goes to the right left elbow to Andy Torres, and she missed it. Andy Torres has been struggling with her shot so far. 0 of 3 here tonight. Here's a quick three on the other way by Goforth, and it goes all air right in the hands of Nia Becker. Granted, Utah is struggling offensively right now. What they're doing is they're not allowing Oregon to score when they've got the ball in their hands. Here's Kemri Martin. Dribbles through her legs and goes up top to Andy Torres. Left side is Drew Gilton. Seven to play in the second quarter. Go, uh, Drew Gilton goes inside to Kemri Martin on the left elbow. She fades from the bucket and scores. Great feed there from Drew Gilton as she found the shooting Kemri Martin. Down low, Taylor Jones tries to work on the freshman Kelsey Reese, but it's no good. The, uh, the layup is missed, rebound Kemri Martin. She'll walk into the front court for Utah, look back at head coach Lynn Roberts, who's in her fifth, uh, sixth season, to call out the play. Nia Becker stands high, high, high up top. She drives the paint, goes right at Taylor Jones. Taylor Jones got the better of her. Here's an offensive rebound. Ripped down by Naya Becker into the corner to Drew Gilton. She missed the three, but another offensive rebound for Utah. Kemri Martin misses, but another offensive rebound for Utah. Here's the runner by Naya Becker, but I believe they called a foul prior to that. That Naya Becker shot didn't actually count. They're going to say it was an offensive foul. There's really nothing that was called. Just an, uh, a Utah turnover, so I don't know what that was, but it's regardless a turnover for Utah going back to Oregon State. But Tyson, you talked about before this game that Oregon State is a phenomenal de defensive team. Right now, Utah has nine offensive boards. So that is talking about what we talked about as well, going after those 50-50 balls, being aggressive, and we're seeing that from Utah here today. Another turnover by Oregon as this one's gonna sail off the foot of Aaliyah Goodman. It will go back to Utah. Oregon State is giving Utah every opportunity right now to take the lead of this game. They've just got to find a way to convert. Drew Gilton in the front court. Utah shooting just 31% from the floor. High up top is Susan Poots. She's just checked back in for Utah. Brenna Maxwell's also checked back in, along with Peyton McFarland. On the left wing, here's Naya Becker. Naya gets to the left elbow, dribbles back up top. 
Stands straight away, then goes back up top to Drew Gilton. Screen set by Peyton McFarland. Drew steps into a free throw line jumper, but they called an offensive foul on the screen by Peyton McFarland, so a turnover there for Utah. What I'd like to see from Utah on their next offensive possession is some ball movement. Let's get the ball passing side to side because right now there's a lot of dribbling going on, which defensively allows you an opportunity to know where the ball is at that exact moment. When you're passing the ball, all of a sudden the defense has to shift and you can either get a wide open look from the three-point line or pass it down and get an easier look from the inside. Aaliyah Goodman has it straight away. A beautiful backdoor cut. Yelena Mitrovic was wide open. A beautiful feed from Aaliyah Goodman for the easy layup for the freshman from Serbia. Utah with another turnover the other way. Rena Maxwell couldn't corral it. And it's going back to the Beavers. So Utah getting a little sloppy on the offensive end as we've approached the timeout on the floor. Oregon State leads the Utes 31 to 25. We'll take a short break and come back with more. This is Utah Basketball from Learfield IMG College. Welcome back inside as the Utah Utes trail the Oregon State Beavers 31 to 25. This first half being brought to you in part by Redbox. Redbox has new movies, The Box, and streaming on demand. Don't miss Unhinged, starring Russell Crowe. Visit redbox.com for all the ways to watch. Utah playing very well against the 15th ranked Oregon State Beavers. They trail 31 to 25. Utah just, uh, shooting just 31%, but Amanda, so far through the first 15 minutes of play, it's been their defense and their ability to crash the offensive glass. Yeah, they're out rebounding Oregon State nine to four on O boards. And Tyson, you've talked about many times how great defensively this Oregon State team is. They allow just 62 points to their opponents. They force 15 turnovers a game. Right now, Utah actually doing a really good job taking care of the ball. They've only turned, turned it over seven times. Aaliyah Goodman is open straight away for three, but she misses. Nice hustle by Mitrovic to save it for Oregon State. So a fresh look here for uh, four of the Beavers. On the right wing, here's Ellie Mack moving it up top to Aaliyah Goodman. Goodman goes through the legs, goes to her left, gets in the paint, loses the ball. It's still on the deck. Goes right through the legs of Nia Becker, right to Ellie Mack. Becker recovers and swats it. Great defensive play by Nia Becker as she drove, as she got beat initially, was able to recover, get that blocked. That was beautiful play, That's a, and that's a block brought to you by Smiths. Not me. It's not brought to you by me. Don't get confused. That's correct. <laughs> I, I guess I did point right at joke. you. It was a joke. Didn't I? Come on. Pointed right at you. 31-25, Utah has possession <laughs> after it sailed off an Oregon State player. Peyton McFarland takes a corner jumper from 15 feet that went about 20. Defensive rebound to Oregon State. Here in the front court, Ellie Mack will drive. Move it up top to the freshman, Mitrovic. She fires off a three and misses. That was her second three-point attempt of her young career. Rebound, Nia Becker. 31-25. Into the front court, Drew Gilton, the junior from Rapid City, South Dakota. And again, apologize to her father for saying North Dakota la uh, last week or on, on Sunday. Here's a left elbow jumper taken by Nia Becker. It's off the mark, but great hustle by Nia to get the ball back. A bounce pass off her backside into Zuza Poots, who's able to put it off the glass and in. A pretty feed from Nia Becker to Zuza Poots, who gets that one to fall. 
making it 31 to 27. These are those hustle plays that Coach Roberts wanted to see on Sunday against Oregon. And frankly, you know that that was a conversation they had and her team has responded. Another steal, this time by Drew Gilton. She'll hand back to Zuza Poots who can't connect on the layup. It's gonna be out of bounds, however, off of Oregon State. But the Utes defense has just been awesome so far here tonight. They have now forced 11 turnovers to Oregon State. They've almost reached their season average already. Under three to play in the second quarter. Peyton McFarland goes right side to Zuza Pooch. She drives the baseline, picks up her dribble, then goes up top to Nia Becker. She'll drive into the paint, run right into Mitrovic, and throw it away. And that looked as though Nia Becker got the wind knocked out of her just a little bit. She ran right in to the 6'9 freshman, Yelena Mitrovic, and just lost the ball out of bounds. This is what I was talking about before the game, though, Tyson. Utah, they're one of their last seven from the field. But goodness, when the offense isn't flowing, you want to at least contain what your opponent is doing. Right now, Utah, phenomenal. Defensive stops, those hustle plays, really getting after it. Aliyah Goodman in the front court for Oregon State. She has just three points. Utah's done a great job bottling up so far. Great defense play, uh, being played so far by Drew Gilton. Here is the 2019-2020 Patriot League Player of the Year, Ellie Mack, catches on the right block and spins and scores, making it 33-27. Into the front court on the left wing comes the point guard, Drew Gilton. Right wing into the hands of Zuza Poots. Zuza waiting for the curl, goes up top to Brenna Maxwell, it's poked into the back uh, in the backcourt, recovered by Brenna. Brenna will drive the paint, try to uh, try to throw it right side, but instead she threw it to two Oregon State defenders. Turnover, Utah. The pass needed to be just a second earlier because she did the right thing. She drew over two Oregon State defenders just a little late on the feed. Ellie Mack playing a little pick and roll game in the middle of the floor with Taylor Jones, but great defense by Kelsey Reese to force the turnover. Drew Gilton, a cross-court pass into the corner to Kemri Martin, who goes long on the three. Great hustle by Kelsey Reese as she fights off two Oregon State defenders. But they do call a jump ball, and it will go back to Oregon State. But that was great a great 50-50 play by Kelsey Reese to fight for that offensive board. In Oregon State right now, when that ball goes up, they're not finding a Utah player to box out and the Utes are taking advantage of that. That's their 12th offensive board so far. Here comes Sasha Goforth. She's just checked back in and she immediately throws it right to Kelsey Reese. 13th turnover for Oregon State. Drew Gilton in the front court, tries to body Sasha Goforth and she gets the benefit of the call there and will get two free throws. Smart decision by the point guard in the paint. And you just said it, smart decision because instead of just going up and potentially being blocked by Sasha Goforth, she jump stopped, faked first, and then drew the contact. To the free throw line, Drew Gilton. Free throw brought to you by Woodside Homes. Drew Gilton on the season has not taken a free throw. She was a great free throw shooter a year ago in the upper 70s from the stripe. Hits the first of two. And she has talked about heading into this season, loving the aspect of passing as a part of the game of basketball, but really wanting to be able to score when needed for her team and having that I can score mentality. Free throw is good, making it now 33-29. Drew Gilton with four points, all four from the free throw line. 
Here's a backdoor cut that was misread by Sasha Goforth, and she turns it over. That is Oregon State's 14th turnover wow. with about a minute to go in this first half. This is a team that averages 12 a game. And they've already got 14, and we've only played 19 minutes of basketball. And you can tell Scott Ruick is not happy with that as he's called a timeout on the floor to talk things over. But Amanda, this has been a magnificent first half, despite the fact that Utah is shooting just 29% from the floor. Well, Coach Roberts told you in her pregame interview that she wasn't satisfied with their defensive effort Sunday against Oregon. They heard her. They said, okay, Coach, we got you. And they responded. They are going after those 50-50 boards too because once they've really gotten like on the defensive end, been able to, you know, re respond to get the ball. Then on the offensive end, that first attempt hasn't really fallen for them, but it's been the second chance points. Utah basketball on the right side. Here's Drew Gilton on the on the right side. Goes up top to Andy Torres. Andy goes back to Drew. Drew takes a deep three pointer and connects. Drew Gilton right in the face of the defense. Tell you what, she looked like she was shooting that basketball from Eugene. She was <laughs> deep on that one. 33-32. The Utes trail by one of the 15th ranked team in the country. Kelsey Reese says to Taylor Jones, get out of here. And Utah regains possession. Kelsey Reese has been awesome in the paint defensively against the 6'4", Taylor Jones. 25 seconds remain. There's about a five second differential between shot clock and game clock. And Kimberly Martin is taking it slowly into the front court. She now skips to her right and goes left. Goes up to Andy Torres, pump fakes a three, now right side to Drew. She beats the defense, goes cross court to Kemry, into the corner, triple on the way, and down, Kemry Martin knocks down the corner, triple the assist to Drew Gilton. Quickly ahead, Corisdale at the buzzer, it does not count, and Utah will go into the break, leading the 15th ranked Oregon State Beavers by a score of 35 to 33. An 8-0 run for Utah to end the half. And once again, that defense creating offense and a beautiful triple from Kemri Martin. Coming up next is the Ute Game Day Halftime Report presented by America First Credit Union. We'll take a look at halftime stats, get you a scoreboard update in the studio with my man James Peterson. We'll also have Amanda Smith give you keys to the second half. That and much more coming up next on the AFCU Game Day Halftime Report. At the break, it's Utah 35 the 15th-ranked Oregon State Beavers, 33. This is Utah Basketball from Learfield IMG College. Welcome to the America First Credit Union Halftime Show, Utah's top auto lender. We offer low rates, flexible terms, 24-7 account access, and more. Apply today at AmericaFirst.com. At the end of the first half, it is Utah on the road visiting the 15th-ranked Oregon State Beavers, a team that they have not beaten since 2013. Oregon State has won 12 straight matchups, but at the break here, the Utes lead on the road. Amanda, thanks to some fantastic defense and hustle and effort. I'm just looking over the numbers here at the half, and something that is really standing out to me is something that Coach Roberts has talked about, and that's that she feels the team that she has right now for Utah has legitimate depth, which she didn't feel like she's had in past teams. 
bench points right now. They're outscoring Oregon 20 to 9. Wow. That's awesome to see that as well. Kennedy McQueen leading the way for Utah. Kemri Martin as well. Now, I have heard inklings from a couple of people inside the program. Whoa, an insider? A little bit. What is that? Not a whole lot, but a little <laughs> bit because of the uh, because of the circumstances. You, you nor I have been able to go to practice to see what this team looked like. Right. So Sunday's game was the first time that you and I could see this team put together. But I will say that hearing a couple of things from inside, that the two players who have impressed most, uh, or who have been extremely impressive, I guess I can't say impressed most, but who have been extremely impressive, Kennedy McQueen and Kemri Martin, and they combined for 18 first-half points off the bench. That entire sentence kind of rhymed. Did you it hear it did. as you said it? It did. Kennedy McQueen, Kemri Martin combined for 18. Imagine how fun that's going to be to be able to talk about that connection for years to come. No, you know. The Martin to McQueen connection. <laughs> they're playing fantastic. And I also want to add that Nia Becker, while it's not showing up on the offensive like end uh, on the stat line, she has seven rebounds. Oh, wow. So she's been hustling as well, getting, you know, doing really all she can do to be able to make uh, really – make a strong effect in this one. I think what's most impressive to me through the first half, though, is Utah's ability to crash the boards. They're out-rebounding Oregon State right now on the offensive end, 12-4. to four. Granted, second-chance points, they've only scored eight points off of mm -hmm. those second-chance opportunities, but it's the hustle plays. And what they're not doing is allowing Oregon State to get on these little mini-runs Right? Because when you're playing a ranked opponent, it's really hard to cut that deficit when you know a team can score. This is an Oregon State team that has averaged 82 points a game through their first three matches. Uh, and so Utah doing a really good job right now of holding them to just 33 points through the first half. So we talked about it, Kemri Martin and Kennedy McQueen <laughs> combining for 18 first half points. So just a little under half of Utah's points. Drew Gilton, sec, uh, seven points, but also has four assists as well. Utah already through this first 20 minutes has more assists as a team than they had against Oregon. I mean, this is a completely different team mm -hmm. than we saw last Sunday. Last Sunday, a couple days ago against Oregon. Uh, but that's that was to be expected, right? This team had not played an opponent in 275 days. Right. Their first game just happened to be against Oregon. And they have taken that feedback and they have looked at what went right and what went wrong in that game. And they've said, okay. And now they've come out and against the number 15 team in the country, they've held them to 33 points and they've got the lead at the half. You're listening to the America First Credit Union Halftime Show, Utah's top auto lender offering low rates, flexible terms, 24-7 account access, and more. We will take a short break and in return. We'll send it to the studio, let you hear from James Peterson as he gives a scoreboard update from around the Pac-12 and more. As this is the Ute Game Day Halftime Report presented by America First Credit Union. This is Utah Basketball from Learfield IMG College. This copyrighted broadcast is an exclusive presentation of Learfield IMG College under the broadcasting rights granted by the University of Utah. Reuse of this presentation is prohibited without the expressed written consent of the University and Learfield IMG College. Announcers are provided by Learfield IMG College and approved by the University. University. 
Utah fans, welcome inside the ESPN 700 studio in downtown Salt Lake City. I'm James Peterson, and this is the Utes Game Day Halftime Scoreboard Report, part of the America First Halftime Show from Learfield IMG College. Utah leads number 17 Oregon State in Corvallis, 35-33. Kemri Martin and Kennedy McQueen lead Utah with nine points apiece, and Drew Gilton chipped in with seven points and four assists. Elsewhere in the Pac-12, a tight one in Colorado, uh, Denver hosting the Colorado Buffaloes. Denver leads 74-72, about four minutes to play in the fourth quarter of that one. And number one, Stanford versus Wazoo was postponed, while number eight, Oregon versus Portland State, and number 11, UCLA versus UC Santa Barbara have been canceled. Only one other matchup in the top 25 tonight, number 25, Gonzaga leads Wyoming 67-40 to going into the fourth quarter. Jen Wirth leads the Bulldogs with 16 points and 10 boards. Number 14, Maryland versus Mount St. Mary's has been canceled. And on the men's side, the running Utes stay unbeaten tonight with a 75-59 win over Idaho State. Freshman guard Pella Larson led Utah with 14 points, and Ryland Jones chipped in with 12 points and 5 assists. Locally, two other men's games in progress. Utah State leads College of Idaho 44-33 at halftime. Justin Bean leads the Aggies with 10 points and 6 rebounds. And Weber State leads Westminster 51-31 at halftime. Zahir Porter is pacing the Wildcats with 13 points. Once again, Utah leads number 17 Oregon State in Corvallis 35-33. Kemri Martin and Kennedy McQueen lead Utah with 9 points each. And Drew Gilton has 7 points and 4 assists. Coming up, Tyson Ewing and Amanda Smith will bring you the second half of Utah versus number 17, Oregon State. I'm James Peterson. This has been the Utes Game Day Halftime Scoreboard Report, part of the America First Halftime Show, and this is Utah Basketball from Learfield IMG. You've been listening to the America First Credit Union Halftime Show, Utah's top auto lender, offering low rates, flexible terms, 24-7 account access, and more. Apply today at AmericaFirst.com. Ute Game Day is a presentation of the Ute Sports Radio Network, a division of Learfield and Learfield IMG College. Our score at the half, Utah 35, number 15, Oregon State 33. Back with the second half after this quick timeout. You're listening to the home of Utah Athletics from Learfield IMG College. Welcome back inside as the second half has now begun. The Utah Utes will have possession into the front court. Into the front court comes Drew Gilton on the right side. She'll move up top to Brenna Maxwell. Brenna pump fakes the triple. Comes around and gets it handed off to, that was Lola Pendande. They actually call an offensive foul on Lola Pendande as there was a little bit of an exchange right there. They said Pendande moved. So back to the Oregon State Beavers as Leah Goodman, quite quiet in that first half, just three points. Down low to Taylor Jones, who was also quiet. Goes up top to Taya Corisdale, who cannot hit the three, and a great box out by Lola Pendande to secure the rebound. Utah Here. has allowed Oregon State no second chance points up to this point. Brenna Maxwell is going to drive the baseline, get it glass, and score. Just wanted to make sure I threw that in, but that was a great point as well. 37-33, Utah leading by four. Here's the spin move in the paint. It was a slow move by Taylor Jones. She could not stick the eight-footer. Rebound Utah. 
Drew Gilton goes coast to coast, picks up her dribble, actually moves it back up top to Naya Becker. Naya will give it right side to Brenna Maxwell, who drives the paint. Little pick and roll game with Lola Pendande, but Brenna Maxwell threw to Pendande uh, at Lola's feet, and it's a turnover for Utah. Here's the drive by the freshman, go forth, cannot finish on the inside. Great defensive recovery by Drew Gilton to miss that, to force that missed shot. Drew will go coast to coast, get in the paint. Circle around the paint, now go left side. Can't miss the, uh, can't stick the layup, but a great hustle play by Lola. Gets to the offensive rebound, then kicks it to Drew in the corner, who cannot hit the corner three-pointer, rebound Oregon State. Aaliyah Goodman in the front court, just three points in that first half. Aaliyah looking on the left side, being guarded high by Naya Becker. She goes left elbow to Taylor Jones, who's open, takes the jumper, misses it, and Taylor Jones struggling as well. Two points, one of eight shooting. The ball sails out of bounds off Oregon State, back to Utah. And Taylor Jones wanted to get the ball inside to Ellie Mack, but it was great defense first from Lola Pendande fronting her, and then Brenna Maxwell on help side. You know, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about the defense that's being played so far on Taylor Jones. Second in the Pac-12 at 67% from the floor coming into this game. She's been held to, as I just mentioned, one of eight. Coming up to catch off the curl is Brenna Maxwell. She gets fouled in the three-point attempt. They're gonna whistle that one on Aaliyah Goodman. So Brenna Maxwell, a 94% free throw shooter a year ago, will get three free throws. And Aaliyah Goodman was kind of holding her hands up like, what? Where was the foul? She had her hand on the backside of Brenna Maxwell, and we've talked about the quickness of that release. You have to have your hand off of your play. Like, you can, you can guide them and know where they are, right? But you have to take that hand off before they shoot with the quickness of the release of Brenna Maxwell. It was a split second between Aaliyah Goodman removing her hand and the shot going up. Brenna goes three for three from the free throw line. It's now 40 to 33, Utah with a seven point lead. Aaliyah Goodman goes around a screen set by Taylor Jones. Takes a 15 footer from the left side and it comes up short. Great rebound by Brenna Maxwell. Here comes Utah the other way. Here's the sale, a pretty feed from Drew Gilton leading Lola Pendande. She gets fouled and has an opportunity at a three-point play. Lola Pendande was like three steps ahead of Lola, or Ellie Mack, excuse me, all the way down the floor. And Utah on an 8-0 run right now. So they've come out firing as a whole. It's a 16-0 run. They ended the first half on an 8-0 run and have started the second half on an 8-0 run. Free throw is good and the Utes lead the 15th ranked Oregon State Beavers on the road by 10 points in the third quarter. A reach in foul is gonna be called on Naya Becker and a timeout is going to be taken on the floor by Oregon State. We will take it with them. We will take it with them. This first half, or check that, second half being brought to you in part by Wells Fargo. This is our team committed to better banking for you this is Wells Fargo, proud sponsor of the Utah Utes. Take a quick one and come right back on the other side. This is Utah basketball from Learfield IMG College. Welcome back inside as the Utah Utes lead the 15th ranked Oregon State Beavers 43 to 33. The second half being brought to you in part by Redbox. Redbox has new movies at the box and streaming on demand. Don't miss Unhinged starring Russell Crowe. 
Visit redbox.com for all the ways to watch. All right, Amanda, looking over this stat sheet, if I were to tell you that Brenna Maxwell has not attempted a single three-pointer yet and the Utah Utes lead the 15th ranked team on the road, how crazy would you think I'd be? You're lying. You're, you're crazy. <laughs> no, but she does have 11 points. And what is crazy about that is one of the best three-point shooters in the country hasn't even attempted a three-point shot tonight. And right. she's a perfect 4 of 4 from inside the three-point three line. Fantastic stuff by Utah. Go forth drives. It gets picked by Drew Gilton. Two on one fast break. Brenna Maxwell will drive, but she double dribbled when she picked it up, dribbled again, picked it up with two hands, and dribbled one more time. And so it's a turnover the other way. Those are those turnovers that are rough when you have an opportunity at a fast break and you turn it right back to the other team. Here's a quick three by Aaliyah Goodman, and that one is good. 43-36 as a Goodman ends her drought. And though that is Oregon State's first points since the 231 mark in that second quarter. So they went five minutes without scoring a bucket. Meanwhile, Utah scored 16 straight. 43-36. Pendande holds high on the left wing, hands back to Drew. Gilton gets in the paint, then goes inside to Pendande. She'll fade from the bucket from about 13. She'll miss. Great offensive rebound by Andy Torres to give Utah a fresh 20 seconds. Here's Brenna, steps into a 13-footer, and she sticks it. Drives on the inside, found a little space in that 2-3 zone, and was able to knock it down. Little 13-foot jumper. 45-36. On the left wing, Jasmine Simmons to the corner to Aaliyah Goodman, and she's starting to get some rhythm now as she's knocked down back-to-back -back triples. 45-39. Utah has possession as Aaliyah Goodman knocked down the last six points for the Ducks. Check that, the Beavers. What am I doing here? <laughs> They'd be really upset if they heard me say that. Pendande will drive, go right past uh, Mitrovic, but she took an extra step before the move, and she's going to be called for a travel violation. I was going to be shocked if that wasn't the call. Because it looked like she got past her, but that's because Mitrovic just kind of stopped. <laughs> right. No, I, I mean, like, she just walked with the yeah, ball to did. start. Oregon State with possession. They trail by six at home to the Utah Utes. On the inside, here's Mitrovic. There's a little two-man game, as a, or two-woman game, I should say, as it's handed back to Sasha Goforth. A reach-in foul going to be called on the, on the sophomore Brenna Maxwell, and Goforth, for the third time in this game, has an opportunity to three-point play. So Oregon State, after that timeout by head coach Scott Ruick, finding a little bit of momentum as they've now hit three straight shots and they've trimmed the lead from 10 down to three. Into the front court, here comes Drew Gilton for Utah. Drew so far tonight, seven points, four assists. That's not right. She does have five assists, but she was shorted one. Brenna Maxwell straight away, triple is perfect. She had a perfect look from right down the alley and she stuck it. 48-42. Yeah, fine. It's about time. I'll shoot it. That is Brenna Maxwell's first three-pointer of the season as well. Here's a jumper from 13 feet, fadeaway by Mitrovic. It's off the mark, rebound Utah. Here comes Drew Gilton. Goes up top left side to Zuza Poots. Now here's Naya Becker. Becker goes up top to Maxwell. She's open again. Angle left, and she gets it to go again. Back-to-back -back triples for Brenna Maxwell. She's a perfect 7 of 7 from the floor and has 19 for Utah. 
51-42. Here's the drive. Mitrovic catches in the corner and hits it from 12 feet away. 51-44. Under five to play in the third quarter. Utah has outscored Oregon State 46 to, uh, check that, 16 to 11 here in this third quarter. And Brenna Maxwell with half of those points for the Utes. Lola Pendande down in the paint. Gonna go right into Mitrovic. Goes up, goes under, can't hit the layup. But Naya Becker with her sixth offensive rebound fights for it and will earn free throws. That's her sixth O-board and Utah's 15th. They are out rebounding specifically on the offensive end. Oregon State 15 to four. Holy cow. And again, this is such a lengthy team in Oregon State. And Tyson, they've got 10 second chance points and have held Oregon State to zero. That is just right, right there. That is hustle. That is a stat line of hustle right there, both offensively and defensively. You want to Tremendous. talk about what's most impressive throughout this game so far? Yeah, Utah's putting up points against a great defensive team, but goodness, the fact that they've allowed no second chance points, yeah, that's amazing. It truly is. Timeout's been taken on the floor, but we will keep it here. Second half being brought to you in part by CR England's One Initiative to Fight Childhood Hunger. We'll feed one child here in Utah for every single point that you'd score this season. So far here tonight, the Utes have scored 51 points, which means CR England will feed 51 children. So big thank you to CR England. Looking at the stats now, Brenna Maxwell lighting it up from the floor here. She did not have a three-point attempt until literally about one minute ago, and she's hit two of them now. But like, when did she get 19 points? It's been a quiet 19. Like, when, when did that happen? Right, because she had 11 through the first half, and it's also, I'm thinking like, when? Well, you got to remember, we missed her first four That's points. That's a good point. Okay. We missed her first four All points. Right. All <laughs> right. I was trying to make a point here. That <laughs> I hear what you're saying. <laughs> that she plays so effortlessly that you're like, wait a second. When did you, when did you do all of that? I, very, very true. She's been <laughs> awesome. And it's been, it's, it's, it's weird to say that she's been a quiet seven of seven from the floor. She hasn't missed a shot. Right. Oh, gosh. Don't worry, knocked I knocked on wood, on wood there everybody. You go. You, there she you literally go. knocked on wood. I did. I, I'm sitting in front of a She's wood desk. She's sitting in front of a wood desk. She literally knocked on wood. But, <laughs> fit, but 19 <laughs> points for Brenna Maxwell, seven for Drew Gilton. She got shorted on an assist. They did not give her the assist on that leak to uh, Lola Pendande on the end one. And, you know, we talked about Naya Becker heading into this game. She hasn't scored. She's 0 of 4 shooting, but she has eight rebounds. Phenomenal. And six offensive rebounds. That's what was so crazy when you break down the numbers even further is Utah in that first half had more offensive rebounds than they had defensive rebounds. So to the free throw line as we're back to play now will be Naya Becker, who went 0 for 2 from the stripe against Oregon, hits the first of two. These free throws brought to you by Woodside Homes, Naya Becker. A junior from Manitoba, Canada, led the way with 11 points for Utah, most of those coming down the stretch against the Ducks. Nine to end, uh, nine in the last about four and a half minutes. 52-44 as she splits the free throws. Here's Sasha Goforth for Oregon State after the rebound. She drives and fumbles the, ba uh, the basketball right into the hands of Drew Gilton. Gilton in the front court, lobs inside to Lola. Lola gets in the paint. 
spins, then fakes right, goes left, but she misses the little floater. That was a little bunny that she wishes she could have back. No good. Here comes Oregon State the other way. Here's the drive by Goforth. She gets into the paint. She gets fouled, and we'll go to the free throw line. She's so good at finding a way to get into the paint. You know, that little hesitation initially to throw Drew Gilton off defensively. And then she doesn't shy away from contact. And as a freshman, I think what's so impressive to me about her is her composure. She really is composed, extremely composed on the floor. Yes, she's turned the ball over a heck of a lot more than I know she would like to here tonight. But uh, for the most part, she has felt extremely composed out there. She does hit the first of two free throws. Sasha Goforth, the Pac-12 Freshman of the Week last week. Great performances up and down the board so far this year. She ranks ninth in the Pac-12 Conference at 15.3 points per game. She goes two for two from the strike. 52-46. Utah on top by six to the 15th ranked Oregon State Beavers on the road. Here's Kennedy McQueen. She'll drive. She just checked in for Utah. Go up top to Zuza Poots, who's also checked in. She gets in the paint, uses her pivot foot to go back up top to Kemri Martin. Martin had nine in the first half. She has it straight away. She drives in the paint. Will float for two and hit over the much taller 6'9 freshman Yelena Metrovic, or Yelena Metrovic, and she gets that layup to fall. Great attack there by the sophomore as she's able to put two more points on the board, 54-46. And another drive the other way by Sasha Goforth, and she gets two more free throws. So now on back-to-back -back possessions for Oregon State, Sasha Goforth has found a way to get herself into the lane off the dribble. And if you're Utah, you know now that that is what she's going yep. to try to do when she catches the ball. So you need to respond to that. I do want to say, though, you know, as we're talking about this Utah team looking very different than they did on Sunday, this Oregon State team looks a lot different than they did playing against Colorado. They won that game by 18 points. And so you can imagine that at the half, head coach Scott Ruick said, where are you guys? Where are you? Because we're losing this one right now. Yeah, and they kind of came out flat to start the game as well, or to start the second half as well. Goforth goes 0 for 2 from the stripe, and the rebound pulled down by Kennedy McQueen. Here comes McKee, uh, McQueen in the front court. Kennedy goes left side to Kelsey Reese. Now on the left wing, here's Brenna Maxwell, who leads the way with 19. Zuza Poots gets in the paint and throws it away. Throws it right to Goforth. Three on two, fast break. Goforth finds the wide open Jasmine Simmons for the easy right side layup, 54-48. Easy fast break layup there for Oregon State to cut the lead to six. Now, Go ahead. I was just going to say to add to what you were saying, now Oregon State's made five of their last seven shots. So they're finding a little momentum here in the later parts of this second half. Kelsey Reese on the inside. Goes out to Kemri Martin. She takes a triple. That looked good, but it fell off. Rebound ripped down by Zuza Poots. Another opportunity for Utah. Brenna Maxwell gets in the paint. Tries to split it underneath Mitrovic, but couldn't get it to go. Rebound to Oregon. Here's Goforth, spots up on a fast break three. She can't hit it, it's loose, it's on the deck. Corazdale's got it for Oregon State. She goes outside to Aaliyah Goodman, she can't hit it. And they're gonna call a foul on the rebound. They're gonna say it's gonna be on Utah. They'll whistle that one on Zuza Poots, her second personal. So it'll go back to Oregon State. And in fact, they're gonna line up for free throws. So Taya Corsdale. Went to the free throw line. On the season, just two of four so far. Hasn't been there much. 
has made two of her four attempts. Coresdale played just two games last year due to injury, but a few years ago, in fact, it would have been, yes, uh, three years ago, 2017-2018 Pac-12 freshman honorable mention. She's also a talent. This is what Oregon State does. They find talent, but then they develop talent. You know, I was actually having a conversation with a college coach not too long ago, and they said that your job as a coach is to out-recruit the class you just brought in because that's how you know you're building something. Right. You out-recruit the players you have. That's what Oregon State has done. And frankly, that's what Utah has done over the past couple seasons. Exactly correct. She goes two for two, does Corisdale. It's 54 to 50 now. Utah's lead is four. Martine goes to the corner to Andy Torres. Now left wing. Here's Britta Maxwell. Step back, triple right in the face of Aaliyah Goodman. And her perfect game continues. She is now eight of eight from the, uh, check that, she's not perfect. She did miss a, like, a, a couple of shots. Darn it. That's my bad. Totally missed that one, but she's eight of 10 from the floor. <laughs> Somehow I missed one extra shot. She does knock it down irregardless. It's now 57 to 50. Miss layup the other way. Brenna has another attempt, and that was the second one because the stats are ever so slightly ahead. Misses that triple. She's now eight of 10 from the floor. Oregon State has possession. Here's a strip on the inside. Kennedy McQueen comes out of nowhere to take that basketball away. Great defensive play there by Kennedy. The lob up top to Kelsey Reese, well recovered by Ellie Mack, and it's gonna go out of bounds back to Utah on the baseline. But once again, defense creating offense for this Utah team right now. And it really is. This defense, this, this could be one of the best defensive performances I've seen Utah play in a very long time. And it has a lot to do with their effort. Very much what Coach Roberts talked about in the pregame interview against Oregon. Right, those non-negotiables and the expectation every game that you're gonna give your maximum effort we're going to communicate, and we're going to have that next play mentality. Kemri Martin, a beautiful individual play, found a little bit of space against Jasmine Simmons. She faked as though she wanted to spin to her left, spun right, had a wide open layup on the right, uh, on the left side. Five straight points by Utah, 59-50, the lead for the Utes. Corisdale will drive, lose it in the paint, recover, go outside to Jasmine Simmons, open look from three, and Brennan Maxwell bit. Left a wide open Jasmine Simmons, and it cuts it to six now, 59-53. 30 seconds remain here in the third quarter. Shot clock has not been turned off. There's a one second differential between shot clock and game clock, so Kemry will dribble it out. Martine has 11 for Utah, has it on the left wing. Kemry picks it up, then goes to Brenna Maxwell. Here's Brenna, she's got 22 for Utah. She'll go right side to Kennedy. She'll pump fake the three, step back, have to send it left side to Brenna, who forces it up as shot clock was running out. Was there an inadvertent? I think there was an inadvertent whistle because that hit the. I thought it looked. It looked as though it hit the. It uh, hit the rim, but they're inbounding this ball now, and they're going to have to take a look at it. I think this was an inadvertent whistle because that, from our vantage point, that looked as though that ball hit the rim. Right. When it was heaved from the right side from about 25 feet by Brenna Maxwell, it looked like it hit the rim and, and then there was a whistle. If I'm Coach Roberts, I'm so unhappy about that <laughs> because this gives Oregon State a chance to set up an out-of-bounds play. It does. Right now, let's just, let's move forward, right? Let's move forward, Tyson. Utah's got a six-point lead. 
We've talked about this repeatedly with this team. Granted, the Utes look different this season, but finishing games. Aaliyah Goodwin has a good look at the horn. Ooh, that almost fell. But that will end the third quarter as the Utah Utes outscore the Oregon State Beavers 24 to 20 in the third quarter. And they head into the fourth quarter leading the 15th ranked team in the country on the road 59 to 53. This is Utah basketball from Learfield IMG College. Well, welcome back inside here as the Utah Utes lead this 15th ranked Oregon State Beavers on the road by a score of 59 to 53 with 10 minutes of basketball remaining. All right, Amanda, we've seen some great play by Utah here so far. What must they do in this final 10 minutes to get away with the upset here in Corvallis? They've got to close it out first on the defensive end because that what is what has allowed them to take this lead against Oregon State here tonight. Those hustle plays, rebounding has been incredibly impressive. They're out-rebounding Oregon State 33-24 to 24, and then specifically on the offensive end, not letting up that next play mentality and maximum effort out-rebounding the Beavers 16-6 to six on the O-boards. And that was to see if they can finish this. Into the front court of Leah Goodman, but a good third quarter, knocked down a couple of triples, takes a quick three right over Kennedy McQueen and sticks it. Beautiful shot there by Aaliyah Goodman. She's the team leader, and she took that three without any hesitation. Well, this is what Aaliyah Goodman should do and what Utah should be expecting from her in this fourth quarter, the senior leader on this team. When she touches the ball, she should take those shots if she's open. Kemri Martin misses the right side jumper. Great defense, or excuse me, great box out by Kelsey Reese to give her another look. She takes the three and comes up short. Rebound Oregon State. Ellie Mack takes the right side triple. She missed it. Offensive rebound ripped down by Taya Corsdale. Five quick points by Oregon State has them trailing by just one now with nine minutes remaining here in the fourth quarter. 59-58. Utah has the 15th ranked team. The Oregon State Beavers on the road uh, on the ropes here. Let's see if they can fight here for another nine more minutes. Brenna Maxwell up top, looking right side, goes to the freshman McQueen, lobbing inside to the other freshman, Kelsey Reese. She'll spin on the inside, go up with her up hand and finish. And Kelsey Reese's first two points as a Utah Ute is very, very pretty with that little left-hand hook. 61-58, eight and a half to go fourth quarter. Aaliyah Goodman moves it up top to Ellie Mack, now right side to Jasmine Simmons. Takes the screen, then goes back to, uh, to Ellie Mack. She spots up for three and misses. The rebound ripped down by Brenna Maxwell. Here comes Brenna into the front court, leading the way with 22 points for the Utes. She'll slow it down to Kemri Martin, who's played awesome here today and really her first game getting extended minutes. Andy Torres goes right side to Mc, uh, to uh, McFarland, down low to Kelsey Reese. Let's see if she can do it again. She fades from the right side with her right hand and scores again. Kelsey Reese with back-to-back -back buckets to give the Utes a five-point lead. 63-58. The freshman with some big minutes here in the fourth quarter comes up clutch there. Aaliyah Goodman sails to the basket, beats Peyton McFarland, uh, Kennedy McQueen to the basket, gets fouled and scores. This is what I expected her to do. I actually said to you heading into this fourth quarter that if I'm Aaliyah Goodman, every time I touch the ball, I first think I need to score. Score first, then I pass. 
Ooh, she was hype after that play. She really was. She knows that she's gonna have to come up clutch down the stretch here. She's the team leader. And she knows that her team is not performing well so far here tonight. She does hit the free throw. It's now 63-61. Utah on top by two with 7.40 to play in the fourth quarter. Right side, here's Drew Gilton. Drew holds on the right wing, goes up top to Kemry. Martine gets in the paint. Picks up her dribble, then lobs up to Kelsey Reese. Can she do it again? Kelsey spins, fades, misses. Offensive rebound is Andy Torres. No, they're gonna call a foul on the rebound. Andy Torres went into the back of Taya Corazdale, and that's gonna go back to Oregon State. Seven and a half to play, fourth quarter. Into the front court, here comes Aaliyah Goodman on the left wing. Goodman gets in the paint, kicks it up top. Corazdale, right side triple, got it. 64-63, Oregon State has taken their first lead of the second half. Oregon State looks really poised right now, like they're in absolutely no rush. That is the same approach that Utah needs to take. I hope that they don't start rushing their offense because they've been so articulate in executing up to this fourth quarter. Camry Martin catches, circles around. Taylor Drones pulls up from 11 feet and hits it to give Utah the lead again. 65-64. Utah regains the lead. Aaliyah Goodman gets in the paint. She's able to elude the contact given by Kelsey Reese and finish off the glass. She scores again. Camry Martin goes the other way. Lobs down low to Kelsey Reese and turns it over. Oregon State with a one-point lead. Here's a three-on-two fast break. The layup by Goforth is no good, but Drew Gilton going to be called for the foul. So to the free throw line again will be Sasha Goforth. What Utah was doing so well in quarters one through three was first getting those stops on the defensive end, and then that created some offense for them. Right now, they're just losing a little bit of that poise that we've seen them have up to this point of the game. So to the free throw line will be Sasha Goforth, ninth in scoring coming into this one in the Pac-12 at 15 points a game. She was named the Arkansas Gatorade Player of the Year last year, McDonald's All-American, five-star recruit, number seventh ranked player in the country last year. She hits both free throws coming up clutch. Oregon State has outscored Utah here in this fourth quarter, 15 to six. 68-65, into the front court, Drew Gilton. She was robbed of, an, uh, robbed of an assist, but has it up top to Brenna Maxwell. Maxwell pulls a quick three on the left side and knocks it down in stride. Brenna Maxwell, a beautiful jump shot. She's now got 25 points on nine of 13 and four of seven from the three-point line. And I do want to note that that play was able to happen because first she came off the shoulder of Andy Torres, an amazing screen on Aaliyah Goodman to give Brenna Maxwell a second for that quick release. Oh, popped it, Brenna Buckets for three. Gonna say that's all she needs. <laughs> Just one quick second. Timeout on the floor, we'll take it with them. We're tied at 68 with 6-11 remaining in this one. You do not wanna miss it. This is Utah Basketball from Learfield IMG College. Welcome back as the Utah Utes and the 15th ranked Oregon State Beavers are tied with 6-11 to play. This has been a magnificent performance by Utah all around, Amanda. And to finish this one out, it's going to come down to defense. 
Utah getting points on the board this game, which is something that they just frankly weren't able to do against Oregon right now. It's a tie game with about six minutes left here in the fourth. And they have held Oregon State to just four second chance points. They are not giving them an opportunity to to score on that second chance opportunity. And I think that that's really the difference in this game tonight. Left side, here's Jasmine Simmons will go into the paint. Handoff to Taylor Jones, who struggled here tonight, but she gets fouled on the shot attempt and is going to go to the free throw line. So Taylor Jones has been held to just one of eight from the floor, came into this one second in the Pac-12 at 67% from the floor shooting. But I do want to talk about this. UPS Game Stats brought to you by UPS, working together to achieve great things like the Utes. That's problem solving. Visit UPS.com to learn more. A couple of Utes flirting with career highs so far tonight as uh, Brenna Maxwell is just two points shy of her career high. And Kemri Martin has tied her career high of 15 points here tonight. She has it on the right wing as J uh, Jones goes one for two from the stripe. 69-68, the lead for Oregon State. Kemri on the right wing. Oregon State stays in a 2-3 zone defense. Here's Drew Gilton at the Kimry. Open, right angle triple on the way. It's long, and the rebound pulled down by Ter Corazdale. Into the front court, Leah Goodman, who's had a great second half. She'll slow it down. Look to call out to play, look to Scott Ruick. The beautiful feet on the inside. Taylor, Brown, or, uh, Taylor Jones missed the layup, however. Rebound, Utah. She's now just one of nine from the floor. Utah will slow it down with 5-10 to play. In the fourth quarter, they trail by one to the 15th ranked team in the country. Brenna will sky to the paint. She'll miss it. Fight for her own rebound. Save it out of bounds. Throws it off of Leah Goodman to earn another possession. Wasn't a good shot attempt there by Brenna Maxwell. But again, maximum effort to save that basketball in to earn another possession. 69-68, 5.03 remaining. Utah has it on the baseline. Lola Pendandes checked back in. Drew Gilton thought about the three, didn't take it. Drives baseline, no look pass to Kemry. Martin drives, floats, two, short. It's fought for and saved in by Pendande. Utah, another opportunity here for points. Into the front court here for Utah's Drew Gilton in no rush, goes to her left. Double screen set here by Lola Pendande. She gets to the paint, goes around, goes up top to uh, Goes up top to, to Kemri Martin, back to Drew Gilton in the corner, and it is spot on. Drew Gilton knocks down the triple. She's now got 10, and the Utes go back on top by two. 71-69, 420 to play in the fourth quarter. High on the right wing. Here's Sasha Goforth, goes up top to Goodman, back to Goforth. Inside to Corisdell, back to Goforth. Right angle three, that one's long. Maxwell with the rebound. Brenna's fifth rebound, and Utah will slow it down. Four minutes to go. The Utes lead by two with possession. Here comes Drew into the front court. We'll slow it down to Kemry Martin. She's tied her career high of 15. Goes back to Drew, back to Kemry. Kemry drives in the paint. Now outside to Andy, back up top to Drew. Straight away triple, that one's short. And into the hands of Taylor Jones. Aaliyah Goodman the other way. 3.40 to play. Goodman crosses over. Andrew Gilton gets in the paint. Goes up top to go for it. She gets in the paint. Goes up with the left hand. She missed it. Taylor Jones, offensive rebound. And she missed again. She's now one of 10 from the floor. And the rebound pulled down by Lola Pendande. And Lola Pendande has just been there yes. with her. 
right? So as Taylor Jones has caught the last two rebounds for Oregon State, Will Pandandi's in her face. Utah with possession. Right side, there's Kemri Martin. Three minutes to go. Drew thought about the three, didn't take it. In the paint, the runner is good. Drew Gilton with five straight points to give Utah a four-point lead with three minutes to go. You know what? She said that she wanted to have that scoring mentality this season, that she loves passing the ball, but she wants to be able to score for her team when needed. Corazdale missed the three. Here's a tie-up. Drew Gilton fighting with the uh, fighting for the rebound with Taylor Jones, and they're going to call the foul on Drew Gilton and Amanda. That is Drew Gilton's fifth foul. Drew has fouled out of this game with 2:47 to go. She has been Utah's source of offense the last few possessions, and she has just fouled out of this game. And so now Kennedy McQueen will check in to run the point for Utah. Kennedy McQueen, the freshman who played at North Summit High School in Coville, Utah last year, will get an opportunity to try to close out an upset win over Oregon State here at the point guard, uh, at the point guard position. First free throw on the way for Taylor Jones, no good. Her bad day continues. One more free throw here, 73-69. Jones gets it. Three-point lead for Utah with 2.47 to go. Kemri Martin will run the point. She heads into the front court for Utah. Kemri up top to Andy Torres. Right wing is Kennedy McQueen. Coming off the curl, here comes Brenna Maxwell. Gets into the paint, floats for two, knocks it down. She's fouled, has an opportunity to three-point play. 75 to 70, and Brenna Maxwell, a 94% free, free throw shooter a year ago, can give Utah a six-point lead here. That's a new career high. Free throw on the way, and it is, as you mentioned, a new career high for Brenna Maxwell. 28 points for Brenna Maxwell on the road against the 15th-ranked Oregon State Beavers. Two and a half minutes to play. The Utes lead by six. Here comes Aaliyah Goodman in the front court for Oregon State. She'll hand up top to go forth. Back to Goodman. She lost the ball on the drive. Utah will head the other way. Coach Roberts tells her team to slow it down a little bit. Camry Martina, no rush here for Utah. 76 to 70. This is a Utah team that lost to Oregon by 42 points just two days ago. Martine goes left side to Brenna Maxwell. She pump fakes the deep three. Goes up top back to Kemry. Kemry will drive left, get in the paint, hang, try to hit it over Taylor Jones, but the length was too much. No good. Rebound Oregon State. We're under two minutes to play in this one. Aaliyah Goodman. In no rush here. Goes up top to Taylor Jones, who's been an abysmal one of 10 so far here tonight. Looking on the inside, they're gonna call a foul. They're gonna call that foul on Zuza Poots as Taylor Jones was trying to get position down low. Calling that one away from the ball, so Taylor Jones will head to the free throw line. So 142 left in this game. Utah right there with Taylor Jones at the line. The Utes lead Oregon State 76 to 72. And first things first, what they need to do, period, is you don't want to turn over the ball and let Oregon State score quick. Because right now you want to run out some of the clock. Bolt. Go ahead. Nope. The Utes are in no rush, right? They, they've got the advantage. Both free throws are good by Taylor Jones. Utah with possession, leading by four. We got 90 seconds to play. 
Pendande down low, spins, goes up on, Ta on Taylor Jones, and Taylor Jones put way too much contact onto that one. So now Lola Pendande will go to the free throw line. Lola Pendande was just one of four from the free throw line against Oregon and has a chance here to give Utah a six, a potential six point lead. And frankly, she struggled tonight offensively yes. again. You know, she only has five points. She's two of eight shooting and she's only attempted one free throw. What's noteworthy though, is she has eight rebounds. Once again, what this game is coming back to is like I mentioned pregame, you know, the game of basketball is very complex, yeah. but very, very simply. <laughs> very simply. The winner of the game scored more points. Now, how you do that is what tells the story and how Utah has done that tonight so far, right? There's still a minute 26 left here in this fourth quarter is they have first limited what Oregon State could do offensively. Go ahead, Tyson. I just have to interrupt you. They're actually looking to see if Lola Pendande actually hit Taylor Jones in the mouth when she went up for that spin and score. She popped her right in the mouth, but they're gonna see, let's see if they do call a, uh, a flagrant foul for using that elbow. That could be a massive turn of events here for Utah. Well, if she used the elbow, that's a flagrant foul. Right. That's just the rule. So it would be two free throws for Oregon State and the ball would go back to the Beavers. When meanwhile, the initial call was that Taylor Jones picked up the foul. And unfortunately, we can't really hear what's happening. <laughs> so we'll have to just either check the uh, scoreboard. It, I, I got it now. They did call the foul, the initial foul on Taylor Jones. So it's free throws coming up here for the sophomore Lola Pendande from Almeria, Spain. She has an opportunity to give the Utes a six point lead. 76-72 with 1.26 to go. Utah has the 15th ranked Oregon State Beavers on the ropes. First free throw is no good for Lola. One more coming for Pendande. This was the right call though, because after watching it on the replay, she didn't lift that elbow. No. Which is what would have been considered a flagrant foul. There, there was no intent on that elbow. Second free throw is perfect, 77-72. The Utes lead by five after getting blitzed by Oregon by 42 on Sunday. High up top is Aaliyah Goodman. Left side, she'll feed Taya Corisdale. She'll pop the three, she'll miss the three, and Brenna Maxwell with the rebound. 1-10 to go, Utah with possession and a five-point lead. However, Drew Gilton has fouled out of this game. High up top fighting for good position is Camry Martin and a foul is gonna be called as she was able to kind of slide past the freshman, Sasha Goforth. You know what though, Tyson? You told me this last year that in a close game like this, Drew Gilton has fouled out. I'm a little concerned. Right. Right? But like, this team right now is showing what Coach Roberts has talked about with that depth. Right. Kemri Martin is doing a phenomenal job of taking care of the ball, and she's not rushing anything. And I think that the key is that Utah's not forcing anything. That's exactly right. 
especially in the second half. We felt as though when this game began, uh, when this game began, they weren't getting good looks at the rim. But here in the second half, they've looked so comfortable on the floor, and you don't see them forcing the shots that they were trying to force against the Ducks just two days ago. I cannot believe, watching this basketball game, that we are seeing the same group of women that we saw against Oregon. There has been a complete switch from the Oregon Ducks, and it has just been awesome to see what you had talked about, this depth that Coach Roberts is so high on. I mean, you mentioned it just a couple moments ago, Tyson, but this is a team that two days ago lost to Oregon by 42 points. Yeah. They're playing another ranked opponent, and they're up five. Yeah. Keep in mind, though, I will say, Utah trailed at one point in that Oregon game by 53 points. And here we are today, a complete flip in just literally one day off. All they did was travel a half an hour to get to Corvallis. That's it. And here we are, an opportunity with one minute and two seconds left to upset the number 15th ranked team in the country on the road. But we've talked about this, that Utah's first game of this 2020-21 season had to happen, right? They, they had to cancel their non-conference games that they had scheduled. It just so happened that they had to play against Oregon. They have taken what was completely wrong from that game and flipped it here against Oregon State. Kemri Martin comes out to chase after a timeout was taken by Lynn Roberts. She is going to be fouled. Utah was not in the bonus. Utah's defense is something we have not talked a lot about at all here down the stretch. We've been talking about their offense, but we'll talk about their defense in just a second because the number that I'm seeing right now on the stat sheet is unbelievable. In fact, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to tease you here. Utah <laughs> has not allowed Oregon State to make a field goal over the last five minutes and 41 seconds. Their defense is actually the only thing we should have been talking Correct. about. Correct. You're exactly right. Timeout's been taken by Lynn Roberts as they struggle to get the ball in with one minute to go. Utah still does have two more timeouts left. One minute exactly. We have played 39 minutes of basketball, <laughs> and Utah has the 15th ranked Oregon State Beavers on the ropes. You know what, I want to talk about defense. Let's do it. While we're at this timeout, Tyson, because I think that that is what Coach Roberts is going to be most happy with after this game. Oh, no doubt. Utah has forced 19 turnovers tonight against a team that has averaged 15, I'm, excuse me, 12. Off of those turnovers, they've scored 14 points, but my goodness, what stands out to me most is those rebounds. Yeah. They've out-rebounded Oregon State 41 to 32, 19 to nine specifically on the O-boards, and they've allowed just five second chance points for the Beavers. Brenna Maxwell will catch, she fumbles the basketball, but they're gonna call a jump ball. Brenna Maxwell didn't secure the ball and they called jump ball. Utah fortunately does regain possession, however, but that was a missed opportunity there for Utah. Brenna Maxwell had it slipped through her grasp, but Utah still has a chance here as they regain possession. Utah right now on the floor has Kennedy McQueen, a freshman, Zuza Poots, a senior, Kemri Martin, a sophomore, Lola Pendande, a sophomore, and Brenna Maxwell, a sophomore, on the floor. Another jump ball has been called. They trapped Brenna Maxwell in the corner, and it's going back to the Oregon State Beavers. 
50 seconds remain. Oregon State has possession. Here's the drive on the inside. Savannah Samuel loses it. It's taken away by Utah. Brenna Maxwell will be fouled and with 44.6 on the clock, a 94% free throw shooter from a season ago can give Utah a three possession lead. Utah 77, Oregon State 72. In the second game of the season after one of the most disappointing games that I can recall watching Utah play, they answer with a performance like this, one of the most impressive performances that I've seen this Utah team play. You know, I just circled on my paper the conversation that we had with Lynn Roberts prior to Oregon's game. She said, maximum effort, communication, and that next play mentality are my expectation. That's what's happening in this one. Brenna knocks down both free throws. Quickly the other way, Aaliyah Goodman step back triple money. 79-75, Brenna Maxwell regains possession. Here's Brenna, gets it across the timeline, back to Brenna. She's getting hounded, they're not calling it. She loses the ball, then they call it. Nope, Coach Roberts actually called timeout. No, they called the foul. So to the free throw line again, Brenna Maxwell to build on her career high. She has 30 points on 10 of 15 shooting, four of seven from three, is six of six from the stripe. And Aaliyah Goodman has just fouled out of this basketball game. And I love that Brenna Maxwell didn't shy away from the Oregon State trap because she wanted to get to the free throw line. If you are the best scorer on the team, you want the ball in your hands right now. And she is going to the free throw line with Utah leading by four with 22 seconds remaining. Free throw, you bet. One more for Brenna. 80 to 75 with 22 seconds remaining. Second free throw, money. 22 seconds to go, Utah 81. 15th ranked Oregon State 75, timeout. Coach Ruick. Well, this is fun. Unbelievable. Can you believe two days ago we were calling a 42-point loss? My goodness. And they answer with a performance like this. The defense has been absolutely tremendous, and I can't overstate it enough. Taylor Jones came into this game the ninth, uh, ninth in scoring in the Pac-12. She and Sasha Goforth averaging both 15.3 points per game. She was shooting the basketball at a 67% clip. She is one of 10 from the floor, and I cannot say how much in words, just how impressed I've been with not just Lola Pendande's defense, but Kelsey Reese's defense uh, when, when, when she was subbed in as well. 22 seconds remaining. Want to give a shout out to all those tuning in today as Utah leading Oregon State by six on the road. My brother Trevor tuning in here tonight on his drive to go play some basketball. Shout out to all those tuning in. Thank you for tuning in. 20 seconds remain. Corisdale catches. They're going to call a foul on Utah's Naya Becker. So that's going to stop the clock and give Utah and give Oregon State the chance at free throws. Those are just dumb mistakes you cannot make at this juncture. No. You don't want to ever give a team an opportunity to cut any sort of deficit, but specifically when there's 20 seconds left in the game. 
20.8 on the clock. Ellie Mack to the free throw line. Hasn't missed a free throw this year. And it stops the clock. Utah still does have two timeouts, so Coach Roberts can advance it. First free throw on the way by Ellie Mack. Rolls home, 81-76. Uh, just a, just uh, that right there, a boneheaded play. You cannot make that foul and only take one point. Uh, I think they only took 1.2 off the clock. Both free throws good. Lola Pendande catches, and she's going to be fouled. So Lola Pendande is going to go to the free throw line. Got to say, Amanda, that's not the one I'd want going to the free throw line right now. No, she's just three of four tonight. She has struggled offensively in these first two games for Utah. But we'll see if she can knock these ones down. Two free throws for Lola Pendande, the sophomore from Almeria, Spain, sinks the first one. 82-77, the Utes on top by five. Over the 15th ranked team in the country. One more free throw for Lola. Free throw on the way, money. She must have heard me and told me to shut up all the way from there. 19.6 <laughs> remaining. Utah on top by six. Drew Gilton has fouled out of this game, but Utah has held with, pay, uh, with Kennedy McQueen on the floor. Here's a deep triple, Oregon State. That one is no good, taken by Simmons. Offensive rebound and put back up and in by Samuel. 83-79. And a foul going to be called on the inbounds play, and it's going to walk Brenna Maxwell all the way to the free throw line to potentially give Utah a six-point lead with just five seconds remaining. Amanda, they're going to do this. They're gonna, they they're are right. going to do this. Can we just talk about how Brenna Maxwell has yet to miss a free throw? As she sinks the first one. Okay. Ooh. See, I knocked on wood. Okay, everyone <laughs> calm down. She's up to 35 Got points. It. 35 points for Brenna Maxwell. Well, the... 34. 34 points. That doesn't... Yeah, 34. Here's the heave at the horn. It's over, and Utah has done it. The Utah Utes have gone into Corvallis and they have upset the 15th ranked team in the country by knocking off the Oregon State Beavers by a final of 85 to 79. They have completed the upset, a truly magnificent performance from start to finish. Defensively, offensively, their effort has been spectacular and they have earned an upset victory on the road. And you see Coach Roberts hugging her players. She's excited. I love what you said, Tyson. They earned this. They took last game against Oregon, which was a brutal loss, 42-point loss. Yep. And they said, okay, we have an opportunity to play one of the best teams in the country and to show what we can do. Sunday was by far not anywhere close to what this team's potential is. We saw tonight, wow, my goodness, like we saw an amazing defensive team first. And then very simply, they scored more points. 
unbelievable. The Utah Utes have knocked off the 15th-ranked Oregon State Beavers. Amanda, their last win against Oregon State came on, Jan uh, on February 10th. 2013. Coach Roberts up till this point had never beaten Oregon State. The Beavers had won 12 straight games against Utah. The overall series history Oregon State leads 14 to now 6. That's just Utah's sixth win over Oregon State. Up till this point they were just 1 and 8 in Corvallis and they go into Corvallis and get the upset victory. We have so much to unpack in this one. But we will do it on the other side as the Utah Utes have knocked off the 15th-ranked Oregon State Beavers by a final of 85-79. Post-game coming your way next. This is Utah Basketball from Learfield IMG College. Here's a left elbow jumper taken by Naya Becker. It's off the mark, but great hustle by Naya to get the ball back. A bounce pass off her backside into Zuza Poots who's able to put it off the glass and in. A pretty feed from Nia Becker. And that was today's Next Day Air delivery of the game brought to you by UPS with UPS Next Day Air. Your package is guaranteed overnight delivery so your Utes gear can arrive just in time for game day. Visit UPS.com to learn more. UPS, official logistics company of Utah Athletics. My goodness gracious, Amanda, so much to unpack in this one. As you mentioned just before the break, Utah lost by 42 points. They ended that game on an 11-0 run against Oregon. They trailed at one point by 50 to the 10th, now 8th-ranked Oregon Ducks. Their next game, literally one-day break, they answer with an upset victory over the Oregon State Beavers, ranked 15th in the country, 85-79, to a great defensive performance, but you get career high out of Brenna Maxwell and a tied career high out of Camry Martin. All that, a perfect recipe for an upset win over the Oregon Ducks. Uh, Oregon State Beavers, there we go. <laughs> no, but, again. but let's, I got you. Let's go back to that Ducks game. They looked nervous, right? They looked a little timid, a little rusty, but that was to be expected. This was the that was the first game they had played in 275 plus days. Okay? Then we move into this Oregon State game. This is a completely different team. They were composed, they were poised, they were never rushed. Uh, and so you've got the 85-79 win against the Beavers. I do want to go over some of these defensive stats because my goodness that was the difference in this game first off deep breath <laughs> deep breath okay they out rebounded Oregon State 41 to 33 offensively they out rebounded them 19 to 10 second chance points Utah 14 Oregon State 7. And my goodness, you want to talk about the legitimate depth that Coach Roberts has talked oh. about that she finally has with this team? They outscored Oregon State 30-18 to 18 in bench points. Oh, my goodness. 30-18 to 18 in bench points. Everything going Utah's way here tonight. And it started out... <laughs> It almost felt like you and I were good luck here because as, <laughs> well, as, as we talked about in the postgame show <laughs> against Oregon, we are not courtside for these games. Right. We are calling these games remotely, and we had some hiccups. We missed about three minutes of play, and when we finally got to live action, Utah trailed 13-4. to Ever since then, it was completely controlled by Utah. So, hey, we can say that we were kind of Utah's good luck charm. 
we missed that whole little downstretch. Yeah. Because, I mean, frankly, there were only five lead changes in this game, and the score was only tied one time. Oof. And Utah can, I mean, and, and, and I can recall it twice changing in the fourth quarter. But Utah controlled this game. They did. And it started on the defensive end, and I think that that is what I'm most impressed with. Because you look at last game, a team that gave up, you know, what? how many points did they give up last game? 80, uh, 85. 85 points yep. last game. I mean, they themselves score 85 points in this one. <laughs> After scoring 43 against Oregon, they, <laughs> they return with 85 points in the upset win over Oregon State. Just truly unbelievable. That comes Brenna Maxwell with spec on the offensive end, 34 points, 10 of 15, 4 of 7 from 3, a perfect 10 of 10 from the free throw line, 15 points for Kemri Martina off the bench, 9 points, 3 three-pointers for Kennedy McQueen, 12 points for Brenna, uh, for Drew Gilton, 12 points, 4 assists, she should have 5, I still think she <laughs> deserves that 5th. Uh, but we'll, again, another discussion for another day. Naya Becker, eight points, eight rebounds, six offensive rebounds, 13 assists for the Utes on 27 made field goals. Just, again, much better uh, offensive game we saw tonight than what we saw just literally two days ago. And if you're a Utah fan and you're listening or watching this game, you see Drew Gilton foul out in the fourth quarter with Utah having a slight lead, and you think, oh, oh gosh. Yep. That's their leader. That's their ball handler, their facilitator. You should feel great confidence in the other players on this team that they were able to stay composed, stay poised. They were never rushed, and they finished this game. Mm -hmm. And that is something that last season we continually talked about was finishing. Uh, They did it. Truly, truly spectacular. This has been a game that, you know, Coming in, I was worried about. After seeing what we saw against Oregon, I was absolutely, completely worried. Now, we are waiting to see if we can get head coach Lynn Roberts, of course, with what's going on right now with COVID. A lot of kind of hurdles to jump through right now, so we're just waiting to hear back on if we can get Lynn Roberts here on the postgame report. Because, uh, frankly, Amanda, there's a heck of a lot I want to talk to her about. Um, but uh, I tell you, I, I just, again, could not be just more pleased with what I saw on the floor. I could only imagine what Lynn Roberts is going through right now with her team, the excitement that she must be feeling with her team uh, in the locker room right now. And hopefully we get a chance to uh, un- uh, to unravel that with her and figure out exactly how that uh, celebration's going. Well, and I think that it kind of goes back to what I was just talking about, where if, if you're a Utah fan, if you're a Utah player or a coach or, or anyone right now, you should feel great confidence in watching what just happened. And that was taking last game in a brutal loss and not hanging your head and feeling sorry and saying, oh, my gosh, we're playing another ranked opponent. Oh, my gosh. Uh, What's happening? What? No. Utah came out tonight incredibly composed. Yeah, at one point they were down 13-4. to But from that point on, they pretty much held control of this game. They Mm -hmm. were down at moments, but they never played rushed. And that's incredibly noteworthy. Absolutely, I, I, I'm so, I, I am so excited 
as I watched this game unfold, so excited for what could come uh, with this Utah team. That was astounding, an absolute astounding performance from top to bottom. We got to witness it. We got to talk about it. We got to unravel it. And, uh, you know, those who are listening, I mean, I would be super excited right now if I were in my uh, if I were in my vehicle or if I were tuning into ESPN 700 on my smart speaker, however you listen to ESPN 700. I would just be excited right now if I'm a Utah fan for what we just witnessed here today. Um, in fact, I'm, I've, I've received plenty of texts from plenty of people. Uh, one of my one of my neighbors, Adam Norse, telling me congratulations to Utah. A ton of people tuning in here tonight uh, to revel in this amazing victory for the Utah Utes. I've gotten no texts. What the heck, man? Why is everyone texting you? I maybe maybe because <laughs> maybe because I just beg people to listen to me. Please listen to me. I need somebody to make me feel good. No, you know, like I just want to reiterate that if you didn't see Sunday's game. Utah scored 43 points. Oregon State is a great defensive team, okay? Like, they've been forcing 15 turnovers a game for their opponents. They've been allowing 62 points. Their opponents have shot 33% against them and 33% from three. Utah surpassed every category offensively tonight. Like, Oregon State is a very good defensive team, and they're actually known for that. You know, like – Year after year, you can count on them to give you some struggle on the offensive end. I'd be willing to bet this was one of the most points that this team has given up in quite a while. I mean, they have played, obviously, the Oregon schools. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I can't say that that's going to be the case. But uh, I'm going to go through last year's uh, schedule to check and see if there was any game like this. And uh, going through it real quickly, I can tell you – um, UCLA scored 83 points against them on February the 17th, and that was it. So they did not allow any. So they did not allow 80 uh, more. They did not allow more than 85 points last year. I know this is just absolute riveting radio right now as you're tuning in, as I go through uh, some scores from previous years, but. Uh, I'm riveted. <laughs> but I'm just really curious to see if what you're saying is true. And going back two years ago, they allowed 75 to Boise State, not 85. So it's been at least two years since they have allowed 85 or more points against uh, against this Utah team. And we knew, we knew that this team could be special. We knew that they had the offensive weapons. But we got a full display on hand at those weapons here tonight. So, yes, what I said was true. <laughs> You're right. Congratulations. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> Thank you, Tyson. You are right. I, I wanted to statistically give you. You know what? You, you added to that. Right. I, I love it. That's why we're a great team. Uh, diving a little bit more into the offensive side, let's talk about Brennan Maxwell. Okay. Career high, 34 points. And let's just go back and note that through, like, the second quarter, I believe, she didn't even have a three-point attempt. Yeah. It was the third quarter because I came back yeah. and – Yeah. I came back and told you if Brenna Maxwell – if I were to tell you that Brenna Maxwell hadn't, att- hadn't attempted a three at this point and they were winning on the road to the 50th ranked team in the country, I like, You're crazy. you'd call me crazy. You're crazy. <laughs> okay. She finishes with 34 points, 
10 of 15 from the field, a 4 of 7 from the three-point line, and goodness, down the stretch, what you want is when you know that you know your opponent is down and they're going to foul, who do you want to have the ball in their hands? That's yeah. Brenna Maxwell, and she converted for Utah. A perfect 10 of 10 from the free-throw line. I'm seriously, I'm getting overwhelmed text right now. I've, I've gotten a few more people texting me If you're me listening in. to this, oh you can my text goodness. me, okay? This is... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see. Because <laughs> I'm getting no messages, and, and Tyson's winning this apparently popularity <laughs> contest between him and I. Hey, check your social I. media. I'm sure your social media is <laughs> booming right now. Um, uh, but 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 planned. I'm but I'm continually getting more texts. It it shows the excitement of uh, of the fans tuning in. Parker Ross reaching out saying uh, congratulations to Utah. Congratulations. Let's see. Caleb Christensen saying uh, some. Some vulgar words, but saying "heck yes" to put it uh, to, uh, to put it into perspective. But really, truly, it's radio appropriate. Really, really, truly showing uh, <laughs> just 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 how much this win means to the Utah fans. You know what, Amanda? Let's actually take a quick break. Uh, as I'm I'm going to try to see if we can get Coach Roberts on the other side. Uh, hopefully, we can get her uh, again. I don't know just because of this craziness that is COVID nineteen. Right. So thank you, COVID. Anyways, we'll take a quick break, come back on the other side, continue to break this one down as the Utah Utes go on the road in Corvallis and knock off the 15th-ranked Oregon State Beavers by a final of 85-79. to This is Utah Basketball from Learfield IMG College. Here's the drive on the inside, Savannah. Samuel loses it. It's taken away by Utah. Brenna Maxwell will be fouled with 44.6 on the clock. And that is your Smith's Food and Drug defensive play of the game. Smith's low prices market fresh. And that is your Smith's defensive play of the game. Incredible win by the University of Utah women's basketball team going on the road in a place they've only won one time in Utah's history as they upset the 15th-ranked Oregon State Beavers in Corvallis. Unbelievable. It does look like we are trying to get head coach Lynn Roberts here momentarily, so stick around for that. I can only imagine the excitement that must be uh, that, that, that she must be going through right now. Well, this is incredibly exciting because to come off of what happened on Sunday – and to not feel sorry for yourself, right? Like there was no, there was no hesitation today, no. which we absolutely, as expected, saw against Oregon on Sunday. A little of those nerves coming out, a little of the rust after going an extended period of time without playing against an opponent, right? It's different when you're playing against each other than playing and running your legs against an actual team that has prepared for you. Mm-hmm. This was a completely different team, and it was one that I think, like I mentioned earlier, has legitimate depth. We saw that as Drew Gilton fouled out of the game, and Utah was still able to stay composed and finish this one out. And then defensively, my goodness, this is just amazing, right? Let's go over as we're trying to get Utah head coach Lynn Roberts with us right now. Let me go over some of these numbers with you. This is a team that on Sunday shot 29% from the field, 15% from three. Tonight they finish 40% from the field, 
37% from the three-point three line. Excuse me. Brenda Maxwell goes off for a career-high 34 points, 10 of 15 from the field, 4 of 7 from 3, and a perfect 10 of 10 from the free-throw line. And then defensively, it was defense leading to offense through four quarters. Oh, man, just astounding. There's no doubt about that. I was literally jumping up and down. You can, It's you, true. I can confirm. You, <laughs> can li- confirm. You literally Text saw me. me jumping up and down <laughs> excitedly as we now have Lynn Roberts. Coach Roberts, my goodness. First and foremost, welcome into the postgame show, but I have to just ask you, what is the excitement level for you right now? Huh. Uh, that was fun. I will say that was fun. The players were so excited, and uh, I'm uh, just more proud than, than excited. I, I can't tell you how proud I am of our team to bounce back after Sunday, you know, come off of a two-week quarantine, go on the road, play two. You know, I think this is one of the, if not the toughest road trip in, in any conference to come play these two teams. Um, so all you, you add up all those variables, and for us to come away with a win with our young players, uh, I am just so proud of our team. Coach, the one big thing I want to talk to you about here tonight is defense and effort. You talked about it against uh, Oregon. You talked about how that's really the one thing you wanted to see uh, this season. The defense today was probably the best defense that I can recall seeing in quite a long time, and that was in large part because of the effort. You held, your team held Taylor Jones, who was second in the Pac-12 Again, a very young season at 67% shooting. You held her to just one of 10 shooting today. And, I mean, that had a lot to do with your defensive play in the post. But, I mean, please share with us that, that, that recipe that helped you to play such incredible defense tonight. Well, yeah, our defense was great. And I, I just kept um, preaching it in timeouts. That was what everything we just, you know, we really tried to simplify things to where our players didn't have to worry about too much. Um, and just defend like crazy. And we, we made some adjustments as to how we were doing things, uh, which really helped. But, you know, we have three posts that are all six four and above um, to, to their one with Taylor Jones in terms of, you know, that's 15 fouls. And so we – not that we were trying to foul at all, <laughs> but we just knew that we had to be pretty aggressive with her. If we let her get going, she is – you know, she's an All-American in the making. So um, really proud of, of Lola in that regard, Peyton in that regard. And then Kelsey Reese came off the bench and did just a oh. phenomenal job. Um, but yeah, but it wasn't just the post, you know, we were really active and it just felt, you know, we talked about after the Oregon game, uh, you know, all the 50, 50 balls, we didn't come up with, I don't think one of them in Eugene. And so we talked about winning all of those being first the ball, whether it's a rebound or a tip or deflection. And, and we did that today. And um, again, you know, the ability to, to flip the switch like that and bounce back and, and trust uh, in what we're saying, um, you know, as a coach, that that's as good as it gets. Coach, first off, congrats on the win. Amanda here. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> of course. I want to talk about Brenna Maxwell for a second. It's easy she's to all right. forget. Yeah, she's, she's okay. Okay, She's, she's okay. decent. <laughs> it's so easy to forget that she's just a sophomore this season. But down the stretch, you know, it seemed as if knowing Oregon State was going to foul on an inbound position, the ball was in her hands. How would you describe the level of confidence and in, in the the pride that you feel watching her play. Well, yeah, and that wasn't by accident. I wanted her shooting those free throws if we could, if we could do it. And, you know, she got herself in trouble a couple of times. Um, you know, they were, they're coming aggressively. And again, you have to remember this is just kind of big girl basketball and that, you know, you're going to have to 
be fouled hard for it to be called in those situations. Um, but, you know, her her stepping to the free throw line, I got to be honest with you, I'm not thinking anything other than when these go in. You know, a lot of times you're thinking different scenarios. I have zero doubt that she's going to make those those free throws in those situations. So, um, but, you know, we, we also have other guys that can shoot the free throws too. So, uh, but she, you know, by design, we want to try to get her in those situations. All right, Coach, I do want to ask as well, with about three, three and a half minutes to go, kind of a tough call on Drew Gilton. She picked up her fifth foul. You went to Kennedy McQueen. You subbed her in, the freshman. And, you know, we've talked a lot about, you know, the level of competition she was playing last year to where she is now. Talk about when that substitution happened and Drew Gilton went out, your point guard, the one that's going to help lead this team to victory, and she fouls out. You were able to talk about. You were able to go to your bench and get that depth that you are so high on this season. Just how great of a luxury is it to have the type of depth that you have on your team? Oh, it's, it's that was a difference maker today. Um, you know, we had when you have Kimry Martin coming off the bench. Um, you know, I thought she was really, really good. She made a couple big baskets there in the middle of the fourth that we needed. Um, but yeah, I mean Kennedy, I didn't, I didn't have any hesitation where it was like, oh no, uh, you know, you never want your your playmaker, your your floor general, to foul out with three minutes to go in a close game. But it wasn't the panic that maybe I would have felt in years past uh-huh. uh, at all. Uh, but we had that in other positions too, with with Kelsey Reese coming in for Lola there in the fourth quarter, did a nice job. Yes. Um, and then I thought Zuza did a nice job for Andy. Andy had a just a tough shooting night, but. Zuza came in and, and her line doesn't show how active she was on defense. She did a lot of different things. So, um, again, to your point, um, depth is, is, you know, it separates the, the good from the great in, in our sport. No doubt about that. Coach, I will tell you, I'm sitting in a studio right now, and I was watching that game while I was calling it, and Amanda can vouch for me. I was legitimately jumping up and down out of my chair because I, I was I was so happy. And it's really the first time that I could do that because for years past I've just been sitting down, but I could jump out of my seat tonight. All right, well, that's the silver lining of not having you with us because we do miss you having you on the road. Uh, listening to the call while we're coaching the games. But That's true. Uh, I'm glad to hear you were excited. You're you're a part of this team, too. <laughs> well, thank you, Coach Roberts, and congratulations on this fantastic victory. Your first win against Oregon State and the first win since 2013 against Oregon State. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks, Coach. That is head coach Lynn Roberts. Amanda, she sounded about as excited as I probably ever heard her. But she didn't seem as though it was like, I'm so amped. Well, like, you, you know, kind of like, no. like maybe like I was. Well, you know, I mean, this is this is what this team's mentality is, right? Like, let's celebrate this win, and then we've got another game on Friday. Right. Right? Like, let's enjoy this moment, and then we've got work to do. This is the second game of their season. They lost their non-conference games after they had to be canceled. And so – Oregon and Oregon State were the first two games they were going to play to open not just conference play, right, the season opener. And then their second game comes against the 15th-ranked team in the country. Yep. If you're a Utah fan, you should feel very confident in what you just saw. And I, I love what she talked about where there's legit, like legitimate depth yep. where, like, at a different point – Last season or in years past, Drew Gilton fouls out late in the game with a very, a very close score, and you think, oh, gosh, okay, like 
one second. <laughs> and there was there was just there was no yeah. worry today. No. And it was very evident. Uh, and so I think that in very winner mentality style, it's like, okay, this is cool. Let's celebrate it. But then, like, we've got a lot more work to do. Correct. Because you don't just want to beat, you know, a top-ranked team in the country. You want to eventually be a top-ranked team in the country. And this is the start of how you eventually get there. Couldn't agree more. Absolutely could not Agree more. So wrapping things up here, the Utah Utes get the victory. They get 34 points, a career high for Brenna Maxwell. 10 of 15 from the floor, 4 of 7 from 3, 10 for 10 from the free throw line. She also added 6 rebounds. No big deal. Added 6 rebounds uh, for Brenna Maxwell. Kemri Martin comes off the bench, 15 points on 6 of 15 shooting. 1 of 6, struggled with the outside shot just a little bit, but as Coach Roberts talked about she was well composed on the floor as well a couple of rebounds uh, for her and Drew Gilton 12 points four assists two rebounds three of nine maybe not the best shooting performance for her uh, and she did foul out with about three minutes to go but that subbed in Kennedy McQueen who finished the night with nine points on three of four shooting added a couple of rebounds and three assists as well an all-around spectacular performance and I haven't even talked about the defensive numbers that we've that we've really just kind of thrown out there all night long. Lola Pendande, Kelsey Reese combined to hold the uh, ninth rate, the ninth ranked scorer in the Pac-12 to go just one of ten from the floor. She finished with just six points because of that fantastic defense uh, by Utah in the paint. And as Coach Roberts talked about, you saw a lot of defensive effort on the outside. Naya Becker had eight rebounds, six offensive rebounds. That's not, I know it's not defensive, but just goes to show the difference in the effort tonight than what we saw just two days ago. We've got another game Friday. Yes, we do, and I could not be more excited about that because that is the first time that we will be inside the John M. Huntsman Center this season. So be sure to catch Amanda Smith and I on the broadcast coming up on, is that Friday, December the 11th, a 5 p.m. tip-off, 545 pregame show um, right here on the Ute Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Amanda, this was fantastic. I do need to say before we go, thank you to Darren McClish for listening. You're a fantastic fan. He is. Thank you for contacting me and not Tyson. Yeah. <laughs> And giving me <laughs> giving me someone I could can shout out. <laughs> Darren, thank you for listening. I sure hope that you were that you are as excited about this win as we were. Yes, I hope you're excited. I hope you're doing well and I hope you're staying safe. Thank you for listening and thank you to everyone who joined us on this broadcast tonight. This has been a fun one. This was a very, very fun one. And now we get to be in and now we get to go inside the arena. Utah will take on at least right now, there's no more scheduled opponents outside of the Pac-12. Their lone non-conference opponent, that is Montana State, again at 5 o'clock, 5.45 pregame show. A massive thank you into the studio to our man James Peterson for coming in tonight, for getting us on and off the air, and for doing all that he does for us. It does not go unnoticed. We super appreciate that. But you have been listening to University of Utah Basketball on the Ute Game Day postgame report. Utah Basketball is a presentation of the Youth Sports Radio Network and Youth Sports Properties, a division of Learfield in association with ESPN 700. Executive producers for the Youth Sports Radio Network are Steve Borland and David Stobie. 
Amanda, thank you so very much. This is, again, so very fun. And uh, I just am excited to get back and do this inside the arena coming up on Friday. Tyson hasn't sat down in like an hour, so it's it's time to wrap it up. I think it is. I think it is. <laughs> Once again, our final score. The Utah Utes go into Corvallis. They knock off the 15th-ranked Oregon State Beavers by a final of 85-79. to Thank you so very much for tuning in tonight. You have a great rest of your night. As always, go Utes.